You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Faster now, deeper now, into your throat. The secret is not to choke. Take my shaft by its base, stuff the whole thing in your face. That's how you suck on my cock. Welcome, everybody. To the rundown. It is our annual year-end awards, dubbed the Runnies by Year-end Tees. Joining me, as you heard, Jason is here. Welcome, Jason. I am here. I'm very excited this week to review uh, tribute to the troops. I spent a lot of time watching that this week. I got notes. It's fucking great. Let's do this thing. Nice. Joining us as well, Sal is here. Welcome, Sal. Oh, yeah. End of the year award show. Nothing like this show because now we get to take two weeks off after it. Wait, wait, wait. That's what we're doing? To, uh, we're not to... No, I, sorry. No, no. Mm. I have like two notes. pages of notes. We'll release on... it for a special episode. You can do a solo one. You can call Jason's Tribute to the Troops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And running out our hosting for some Adams here. Welcome, Adam. Remember when Troy said he would never call them the Runnies? No. I don't think Troy ever said that. I might have. I'm, I'm, a lot of times. I'm very hypocritical. <laughs> so, we're going to dive right into this bitch because we got a lot of topics to cover. First off, I want to thank everybody who went about submitting their own picks to be read on this one. That would include Professor Bruno Tomas, the doctor from Down Under who only watches the YouTube pilots and listens to the podcast, Dr. Glashen, Mike Smathers, the only real PhD in our chat. You really got to just like uh, fight with him this week, huh? <laughs> Jordan Wedgwood and Jackson. Thank you. To all of you for submitting your picks, I will go ahead and try to do my best at uh, making you proud here. So I did uh, swap up the order a little bit, so if some of our hosts stumble a bit, that is why. is because I threw up a curveball like I want, I want to do. Of course, this is all our opinions. So if you disagree with our opinions and you didn't... Go sub- fuck yourself. I was getting there. If you didn't submit on the website and you disagree with our opinions, go fuck yourself. But if you want to go ahead, Twitter, look us up at Rundown Network. Or you can drop an email to the show, rundownwrestling at gmail.com. And you can go ahead and tell us how fucking stupid we are. That's fine. We're cool with it. We all have exceptional penises, so we're, we sleep well at night. So, let's go ahead and get into this bitch here. And uh, we are starting our first category with the biggest missed opportunity in WWE or NXT. Now, I split up these categories with WWE and NXT in one category and everything outside of that in the other category. It seemed to be the, the best way to do this because obviously we have our top tier, which is WWE and NXT. Second tier is AEW. Third tier would be like Impact and Stardom and New Japan, which we talk about, but not at any regularity. 
And then, of course, everything below that would be what you guys typically do on your weekends. So, um, Jason, let's start with you. What is your biggest missed opportunity in WWE NXT? Uh, for me, it was... Well, I had a sort of a tie between two. I'll throw one out, and then if nobody mentions I'll I'll throw the honorable mention in there. Um, for me, the biggest missed opportunity was not putting the title on Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. That was the spot to do it. That was the time to split the titles. That was that WWE talks about all the time about wanting to make moments. That was a fucking moment waiting to happen for him to win that title in his homeland in that moment. That crowd was so fucking electric. Uh, to me, that was a, that was a moment that we'll never get like that again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, imagine, imagine how good that sing along would have been if he'd yeah. had the belt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. Uh, Adam. Uh, call it recency bias, but um, I went with after uh, having to vacate the women's tag team championships, not putting the belts on Damage Control in the tournament, okay. uh, because it just kind of set the ball rolling for the utter failure that damage control has been. Or on that later. Sal? I went with a person as opposed to an actual like scenario, and it's a shame that things didn't work out earlier in the year, as far as who was in power in WWE, because I feel like if Triple H was in power, he would have resigned Adam Cole, and it would have been good to see him on the main roster. And it's a shame we never really got to see him on SmackDown and Raw. And now that was he actually just plays one video I games thought for a about, too. I thought about putting that one on there, yes. too. So that was a good pick. Well, now he's just a oh, Twitch no, yeah, streamer. So. <laughs> uh, Bruno went with damage control as a whole as the biggest opportunity. Um, I'll that I went too. with the return of Bray Wyatt being important. It is now somewhat starting to do something, but it's, you know... And, I, and I'm sure that they can correct it. But, boy... We went from one of the best moments to just nothing in the weeks following leading up after that. Uh, Dr. Galashan went with Nick, Nikita Lyons not splitting her pants on her finish. Uh, mm. Smathers says Judgment Day as a missed opportunity. Jackson says Josh Briggs as a missed opportunity. Yeah, there's still time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jordan right. went with uh, Liv Morgan as SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, I mean, this opportunity there. I mean, they they made her champion. It didn't work. I think maybe making putting her against Ronda like her first instance didn't help. That's anything. a sinker swim moment for me though, because if it, putting her against Ronda, yeah. it could have worked. But I feel like her promos weren't as strong as it needed to be, considering that she that Ronda can't really do promos, or at least can't do the WWE style of promos. So you sort of put a lot on her shoulders, and she didn't really carry it. So. Uh, KT is joining the chat and we had a great year. I appreciate that, KT. Thanks for always hanging out. What's up, KT? What is the biggest missed opportunity outside of WWE NXT? Oh, can I yeah. just throw one more? I, I guess I had an honorable mention that didn't get mentioned, so sure. just to throw it out there. Um, not following up on the really what was really promising uh, Seth and Roman feud from the Royal Rumble. Match ended in the DQ and they never followed up on it. There was no that program was red hot going into the rumble. Seth's entrances with the shield theme was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um and just they it was just a one off and left me wanting way more. Yeah. So 
So biggest missed opportunities outside of the WWE. Uh, Bruno went with anything related to AEW. Uh, Dr. Glashon went with Tony Khan and his good and any good ideas. Uh, Jordan went with CM Punk and AEW. And I went with ROH as a whole. Uh, Sal, what is yours? Yes, uh, Tony Khan has made a lot of mistakes and missed a lot of opportunities. Uh, to me, none so much as egregious as missing the boat on Daniel on Brian Danielson. Um, it doesn't, still doesn't make any sense to me. I know he's going to be in a world title program going into 2023, but this guy was so hot when he came over, and nobody believed he's actually signed with AEW, and they spent a year doing nothing with him really particularly not having him beat moxley in that championship oh that was the the Mm -hmm. final nail Mm -hmm. in the coffin for me with with the way they booked him this year it was absolutely atrocious fair enough can't you can't argue that adam uh bruno and i on the same page here as i wrote pretty much everyone aew has signed pretty much a lot of game changers also, the outside the, the outside WWE categories were difficult for me because all I watch is AEW outside of WWE. Yeah, I, I, so I totally understand that. Um, for so a lot of the bests, a, a lot a lot of the bests were very sure. Good. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, it's interesting. I was going to mention that earlier. Like the most years in the past, I've probably been the one to watch most of the outside yeah. stuff. Um, but this year, obviously, we've all had so much shit going on. It's like it's hard enough just to keep up with the two major companies, much less you know follow New Japan like we'd right. like to, or even NXT UK, if whatever it was for when yeah. that was running. Right, Jason. Uh, biggest missed opportunity outside of WWE for me, um, and I've mentioned this on the show a bunch of times, and Sal and I have gone back and forth about it, but for me, it was not letting mjf have that face run i think it was a big it was right there sir you caught lightning in a bottle and rather than just run with it the booker of the year who tells us that he listens to the fans and just does what the fans want the fans were clearly telling you they wanted to love mjf and you didn't listen to him and now he sort of already feels a little bit less than now as a champion which sucks All right, that takes us to our favorite promotion. And Adam, what is your favorite promotion? <laughs> well, going off what I just said, of the two I watch regularly, uh, WWE. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I fully understand that, that this might be a bit of an issue for some people uh, who maybe only watch WWE or... Um, in the case of, I think, a lot of us here, watch just the two main ones and then maybe catch bits and pieces of it. But we're going to do the best we can. Sal? Uh, I'll credit Triple H because this wasn't always a slam dunk, but it's WWE, um, and I love the way things have been going the past six months with him in charge. All right. Jason? Uh... Let's see. Um, my favorite promotion is WWE since Vince left. Fair enough. Uh, Jackson, Jord, Smathers, Bruno all say WWE. Uh, Dr. Glashen says none, so apparently he just hates wrestling. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> just yep. like us. Um, I will never not pick Stardom, just because uh, it's it's. Oh, okay. It doesn't have so many of the inherent inherent problems that WWE can have sometimes because it is just wrestling, you know. Um, and I just enjoy watching it. I, I don't I don't ever sit there and not enjoy something I'm watching with them. Least favorite promotion, on the other hand, though, uh, was an easy one for for me. AEW, because boy, I tried this year, I really did, <laughs> and Tony seemed to go out of his way. To just demolish that promotion. Uh, Bruno went with ROH ish AEW. <laughs> uh, Dr. Glashen went with most promotions he hates. Uh, Smathers didn't have a, a selection on that one. George went with AEW. Jackson went with WWE before Vince left. Uh, Jason, what's your least favorite promotion? You can tell we're related, Jackson. Nice. I had the same answer. Adam? Nice. Yeah, very fair, very fair. Um, it's just making me reconsider, but I think I'm going to stick with uh, with AEW on that one. Even though I only caught a few episodes of this promotion, I hated it every single time, and that would be Impact. Okay. Still looks like pandemic wrestling. Still looks like it's ran out of the back of a friggin' warehouse. It's just... I hate the commentators. Everything about the presentation is just awful to me. Listen, I am not gonna sit here and let you talk shit about Tom Phillips. Fuck <laughs> off, Sal. Actually, Impact, great. Is, Impact, Impact is gonna... You just said they're the worst commentators. How can you follow that up by saying they Tom still Phillips have Josh Matthews? Matthews. He's not there. We talked to... Tom Phillips yeah, is we're talking about commentator. This is, for the whole year? For the I majority of it. Well, I was going to say, I watched some clips from some things, and it was Josh Matthews that was doing, <laughs> doing it over, so... Nice. Uh... Fair enough. Uh, speaking of commentary, that's a good segue. Best commentator. <clears throat> Sal, who you got for best commentator? <laughs> Again, it is amazing how much things have changed after Vince left. Uh best commentator for me was Michael Cole. I thought he was a breath of fresh air after Triple H took over. Well, and um, he still knows how to call the product very well, I might have. Uh, Jordan and Bruno would agree with you on that one. Adam. Uh, I was going to give a special shout out to Michael Cole post Vince, um, but for my actual vote, I went with Pat McAfee. Just for just because of the just sheer joy that he that he brought to the booth. Fair enough. Smathers and Jackson would also agree with you on that one. Jason, uh, I also went with Pat McAfee. Um, over and above the energy that Adam was talking about, it's just the moments that like the the things like fucking him sitting on Michael Cole's head during yeah. Nakamura's entrance. Like, <laughs> the, the shit he does, like, he, I, I can't remember an announcer, probably since Bob Rain Heenan, that I can sit there and remember moments from an announcer over the course of a year. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, Pat McAfee stood up Fair head enough. and shoulders. Uh, Dr. Glashow went with William Regal. And, uh... Was he even a commentator? Yeah, he did. He was I mean, a he guest did, commentator a bunch. It count. He did commentary. Dude, it counts. But... It, it's got to count because because I have okay. guest commentator for my worst one. So, um, and okay. I got I what? Oh, I thought our worst one was going to be a clean sweep. I'm so disappointed. Did I. Troy. Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I went with Wade Barrett as my favorite commentator. Um, I guess oh, nice. I guess not the probably not the best, but definitely my favorite to listen to. Uh, worst commentator. He definitely grew on me as the year went on. Like I remember when he first started doing commentary, I wasn't really mm. a fan, um, but he definitely sort of I think really came to his own in that role. Jason, what is your worst commentator? Oh, well, should we, should we should we all should we both say it at the same time? Because I feel uh, like we have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no commentator in professional wrestling over the course of the year has made it harder for me to watch a product I enjoy than Booker T in NXT. It's been a short period of time since he's been in that booth with them, but it has been agonizingly painful. He clearly doesn't just listening to him. He clearly doesn't know the product, doesn't know the talent doesn't know the storylines, just goes out there and, and throws out fucking catchphrases and talks over, um, uh, what's his name there, Mr. Mackenzie Mitchell. Vic Joseph, yes. So, it, for me, it's Booker T, and it's not even fucking Fair close. Enough. Adam? Same answer. Okay. I have to put the backstory into this. It easily could have been Vic Joseph. It easily could have been Jim Ross. And then somehow, right in the final quarter, Booker T comes out and just snatches it away from both of them. <laughs> like Jason said, no one has, has dampened my mood more while watching a product I like than Booker T. Fair enough. Although it is interesting, you mentioned uh, Jim Ross, because it seems like he's basically been removed entirely from Dynamite and just put onto Rampage yeah. now. Because he's no longer out because of his treatments, because he's on Rampage yeah. every week. So he's clearly just, they finally went, dude, we can't with you anymore. Like, <laughs> go to that show, nobody yeah. watches. Uh, Jack. Put him out to pasture. Yeah. Jackson went with Booker T as well. Uh, Dr. Glashen went with Excalicunt. Uh, Smathers and Bruno went with Jim Ross. Uh, Jordan went. All right, so now we're going cat butthole. Okay. Uh, Jordan went with Taz. Sorry, Sal. Uh, and I went. And I went with Chris Jericho because fuck him. That's fair. You know what? See, he wasn't really fair. a guest commentator though. He was like a full time commentator in Rampage yeah. most of the year. So. But yeah, Taz is Taz is another one with an yeah. honorable mention for sure because. I remember liking Taz when he was doing commentary oh, yeah. in WWE. And Even in Impact, I liked Taz. Brutal. Even brutal in Impact, to he, was, to. he was pretty good in Impact. And then yeah. I don't know what happened. He just stopped caring. It's not, I, I, I don't know that he stopped caring. I think he just stopped having somebody talk to him about how to do it. Because yeah. I think even in Impact, they've got producers there. <laughs> and I think, I think that he was probably talked to a little bit more about it. Whereas now... You know, we can we continue to hear about the fact that AEW, a lot of their guys just don't communicate like they're supposed to. You know, like even the young guys in Impact are going to come to the commentators and be like, listen, I need you, need you to get this over, I need you to get this over, you know, and do these things. And I think you're just not seeing that with a lot of these guys. So the guy's kind of left to his own devices. And they, yeah. they spend the entire broadcast just trying to yeah. pop each other. Yeah. I was going to say, they, they don't even care what's going on in the ring. Yeah. They just, oh. And they don't give a shit because they're getting right. paid. <laughs> Best WWE NXT male ring gear. Uh, oh my god, I had trouble with this one. Yeah, I I get it. Um, well, not this one, but another one in this. Sure, sure. Uh, Adam, 
I find it I, I find it interesting that that as the only uh, actively queer person on this network, I'm the one who cares the least about talking fashion out of all of you people. Um, uh, but this was the only one I had an answer for in this in this uh, series of categories. So for for best WWE male ring gear, I went with the New Day's tribute to Jason okay. David Frank. Fair. So. Uh, I went with Seth because throughout the whole year he changed it up. He made it relevant. He never knew what he was going to do, and sometimes he came out wearing pink and orange like like a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. It was nice. That was him. That that, that KO TikTok that I think Jason shared in the host chat. I wore I wore a flashy suit. <laughs> Are you sure that was that was actually yeah. on Raw. So yeah, <laughs> Jason. Great. I, uh, I also was I, so apparently I think we have different views this category. I think Adam thought we were looking for specific outfits. I thought we were looking for just in general people. Um, so yeah, I went with Seth as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. I went with Seth as well. Fantastic. Just it, it's you know we talked all the time in the past about the the action figure mindset that WWE got into, where it was like you're going to wear the same thing every single week because it's what your action figure has. Um, and guys in the past have talked about that, that they weren't allowed to change ring gear or change their haircut because it wouldn't match the action figure. But with Seth, it seems like they don't give a fuck. Just go out and do what you want to do. And it's it's fun. It makes it interesting and every week to see, like, oh, shit, what's yeah. he going to do now? What if you wore a suit but it was lace? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson with Johnny Gargano. Uh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the Marvel themes mm-hmm. all the time is always cool to sort of guess what he's going for. Uh, Jordan went with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Smathers went with Rollins. Dutch Glasson went with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Bruno went with Carmelo Hayes. And I went with Xavier Woods. Specifically, Xavier Woods. Oh, nice. I don't, know, I don't, know. don't they usually wear no. the same things? Not anymore. And there was a point during this year where Woods was yeah. King Woods, and then he was dressed even more mm-hmm. uh, outrageously. Soraya will tell you there was a time there was a time long ago he was King Woods. Oh boy, that's enough. That could be another good drop the ball for WBs. What the fuck happened to King Woods? All of a sudden he just Roman wasn't killed King. him. Roman, Roman, killed Roman stepped yeah. on the crown and was like, "That's the end of that." <laughs> Best non WWE ring male ring gear. Uh, Bruno went with Okada. Uh, Glashen went with MJF. Uh, Jord went with uh, Jord and myself went with Ray Phoenix, and Jackson went with Kenny Oshmegma. Sal, who you got? I went with Phoenix's brother. Uh, I enjoy Penta's uh, outfits a little bit more, and I did enjoy the Joker outfit, even though he wore that for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Adam. Um, again, I didn't. I didn't write anything down for this, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Penta and Phoenix are good choices here, for sure. Jason, I went with Hangman Page because it takes a real man to pull off butterfly jeans. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, worst WWE NXT male ring gear. Jason. Uh, well, originally I was going to go with Veer because he came all over it. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I ended up settling on a newcomer, in quotes, uh, Scripps from NXT. <laughs> yeah, that choice. is the most garbage ring gear I have Very ever famous. seen 
in, well, at least I shouldn't say ever because Nikos Rikos still exists. But um, it's the most garbage ring gear I've seen this year. Fair enough. Uh, it looks like he went to. It looks like he went to like the Dollar Luchador store and just said, <clears throat> you know, give me that. What's the oh. cheapest one you got? <laughs> I believe. The, I believe. I believe you like, mean the. I believe you mean the peso luchador store. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like no, we have super Calo at home. That's what yeah. that is. <laughs> uh, uh He only wore it once, and he has since cleaned up the look since then. But when Baron Corbin first wrestled on Raw. When he had JBL in his corner, he came out looking like he stole Dominic Mysterio's rejected outfit. Uh, it was awful. It had like no sleeves, but it was like a vest with like multiple lines. I don't know. It was Fair weird. Enough. Very weird. Fair enough. Yeah. Worse than scripts? At the time, I thought so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam? Uh, the first thing that popped into my head when I saw this category was Braun Strowman's red pants. <laughs> um, pretty rough, but but honorable mention. Speak of pants to Finn Balor's full like pants. Understandable. How dare they? How dare? Uh, Bruno and Doctor Glashen went with Quincy Elliott. Uh, <laughs> he's fucking disappeared now. Thankfully, what a back. shame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's almost well. Odyssey Jones is back, so it's almost like they can't be in the same place at the same time. Do you think know. they're the same person? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's a, it's a two faces of fuck one. Is that racist? No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Clark Kent was oh, yeah, Superman. I right? wasn't racist. That was just people having bad eyesight. Uh, Smathers went with Brown Bricker. Uh, Jord went with Braun Strowman. Oh, that's a shame. I like Braun Breaker's yeah. ring. I, I understand that it's a lot of times it's a throwback to the Steiners, but there's a reason why those were popular in the 80s and not so much anymore. Because <laughs> there are times where he comes out, you're just like, oh. I mean, it's a singlet. It's a singlet with, like, pink and it's a yellow stripes on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jackson went with Almas. I went with Axiom. Uh, yeah. Because he's... I like Axiom. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst non-WWE male ring gear. Uh, Bruno went with Eddie Kingston, which is completely fair. That yeah. was that was my first fair. choice, too. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Glashman went with the Young Cucks. Uh, Jackson went with Chris Jericho because he's fat and everything looks terrible on him. <laughs> Uh, uh, George went with CM Punk in tights. Uh, I went with Orange Cassidy because fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Sal. Jericho. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think I'll like Bruno. Go with <laughs> go nice. with Eddie Kingston. Fat piece of shit. Jason. Okay, I'm going with three here because I couldn't decide, and nobody else has mentioned the other two. Uh, first, I have Brandon yes. Cutler because what the fuck? True. Uh, no, no, that's all you're gonna say. Secondly, I have Jake Hager's hat because fuck that thing. Um, <laughs> and thirdly, I have the best friends all in matching tie dye. So, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Can we say, talk about how stupid it is that his gimmick is? I like this hat, and that's it. 
that's a that's about all the personality. No, I I get it. At least when he was like fuck the Mexicans, at least he was somewhat entertaining. (laughs) It's a big hat. It's funny. Funny. I just realized that the other day we were talking about Jake Hager. It's not him that's over. It's literally the hat. It's not Mm -hmm. either that's over. It's just that the AEW fans are fucking stupid, so they'll just cheer anything that they that you throw out in front of them, unless it's women. Sure, but if somebody else put the hat on, the hat would get yeah, a pop. Sure. Best WWE NXT. It got a huge pop when they tried to put it on Claudio, uh, remember? That's stupid. <laughs> Best WWE NXT female hey, ring gear. Hey, that's your next AEW World Champion. Yeah, I'm right sure. <laughs> the hat. <Yeah. laughs> oh, wait, I missed what Captain Crank My Hog said in the chat. What? <laughs> Somebody mentioned gave chat and said, "Y'all reply chat." And I said, hey. and "He goes, have you ever felt the embrace of a woman?" Nice. <laughs> so I said, "We're all married." And then I bend. Oh, oh nice. okay, I got you now. But that is a great name. Yeah, Pigman is, is definitely a good name. <laughs> so that's because we're we're wrestling names. We we don't get any ass. That right? That's what the the joke there is. Hilarious. Uh, best WWE NXT female ring gear, Jason. Sorry, uh, best NXT WWE female ring gear. So, uh, this one was tough. This one I could not decide between two people. Um, Becky Lynch had a fantastic year in the vein of Seth Rollins. Same thing, just like big time backs. You never knew what the fuck mm-hmm. she was going to wear. And then you had that red fucking latex jobby, which she wore. I forget what event that was, but that thing was fucking. Was that WrestleMania? And then, of course, I, I could not mention Nikki Lynch because, goddamn. Wow, not the person I took it. Adam? I will uh, I'll shout out for Killian and say, uh, really. Set. Yeah. Uh, I know that she's no longer with the company, but uh, for the part of the year, Mandy Rose was amazing in everything she wore, uh, especially because she never wore tights. Like, never wore, like... Um, not anymore, she doesn't. Fucking... <laughs> now she's more famous yeah. than she doesn't wear. Uh, Bruno and myself both went with Mandy Rose uh, Glashan and Smathers both went with Rhea Ripley Jackson went with Bianca Belair which I fully understand and Jordan went with L- the other thing and, and I feel Bianca deserves bonus points because yeah, she makes her true. own gear yeah. uh, and Jordan went with Liv Morgan which I completely understand that one too true yeah. uh, so best non WB female ring gear Oh boy, uh, Bruno went with the new sexy star, not as cunty as the last one. I assume that's a triple A thing, right? Isn't sexy star triple? Sexy, star, you don't remember the? Sexy I remember star? the old one. I didn't know there was a new one. I think yeah, she's sexy star too. Like Fucking Mexicans. Mexicans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sal is I'm right sorry. there. I'm right here. No, fuck off. <laughs> Triple H, the, the the way that Triple A books their stuff without all of a sudden it's like, oh, this guy's the son of this guy. It's like, he's the same age as the last guy. I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I won't Jamie Hater because that is. But, I mean, but but look at it this way. We've got like, what it's like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. We got one yeah. Laparka, two Laparka, three Laparka, dead Laparka. <laughs> so, you know. If I was doing. Uh, titles for this episode other than the Runnies 2020Z that would be in the running uh, 
Which one of those is L.A. Park? The first one? The dead. Yeah, the, the first one. The one that was in WCW turned into L.A. Park. The One of them. I think there was more than one of that, too. Uh, Glash, and went with Jade. I knew if, if if I spoke Spanish, I would then I would follow that up with, uh, let me talk to you sure. in Spanish, but I don't. So. Uh, Glash, and went with Jade Cargill. George went with Britt Baker. For what? Best non-WWE female ringer. Uh, Jordan went with Britt Baker, and Jackson went with Thunder Rosa, and Sal. Uh, Jamie Hader. That that gear really works for her. Jason? So, again, I went at it from a perspective over the course of the year, and as much as I'm not a fan of this individual or their in-ring work... Jake Cargill actually puts fucking thought and effort into different gear all the time, changes the hair to match the gear. She went as fucking Chitara at one point and She-Hulk, and it's fucking themed, and it's fun, and it's something to, you know, distract you. What's she going to wear distracts you from the fucking shit oh, for sure. about to have. <laughs> so um, so I, give, I give props to her on that, and that's about all I'll give her credit for. But Jake Cargill was my second category. Uh, worst WWE NXT female ring gear. That's fine. I don't need to. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say maybe a little bit of a curveball, but I was, uh, was going to go with Ruby Soho just because I like that uh, kind of okay. quasi-vagrant nice. look. All right. Do you know that... So doesn't Ruby Soho essentially have the same sort of gear that we made fun of Nikos Ricos for having? Yeah. I don't remember. The Nico's whole one leg, one one short, one yeah, leg. Yeah, pretty much. Look. For some reason, it, wor- it yeah, it works. Better. It works more on a female than it works on a dude. Something about it, but yeah. yeah. Jason, worst WB NXT female ringer. Oh Jesus! You had to come to me first on this one. Uh, I had a hard time picking something, so I just went with uh, Lacey Evans and her GI Lita look. Fair, <laughs> Adam. Uh, gut instinct here says Natalia. Always a good answer. Sal? So I would say Natalia's gear, like, she clearly puts effort into her the gear. She puts effort like, into it. Again, same thing with Jay Cargill, like, <laughs> good with the gear, the wrestling. Yeah. Or... To me, it just feels, so it's just pink and black bodysuit. Yeah. Okay. But there are strategic body parts revealed through Fishnet that I think I give her credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sal? Uh, it's Amina. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's, I guess you didn't need to say anything else. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a very no, quick show. Bruno, uh... Oh, I mean, these are like... Yeah, yeah categories. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like... Bruno went with Tamina as well. Uh, I went with Dewdrop. I almost oh. went with Dewdrop, but I was like, well, what else is she going to fucking wear? Anything what? other than... Uh, if you're if you're overweight in WWE, you put the bodysuit on. It's it's ridiculous. There's no reason for it. Uh, Dr. Glashman with the Wendy Chew. Uh, Smathers, who just joined us on the side there. What? I mean, hold on. Can I just point out that that's the same style gear she's always worn? It wasn't a WWE yeah. thing. And it's always sucked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, but you threw it as like, oh, you're a big girl in WWE. That's what you wear. But she was wearing that prior. I mean, WWE, there's... So. Uh, yeah, it's, it is... I felt like there was a little shade thrown on WWE. Okay, I mean, uh, most 
female wrestlers who are bigger tend to, to go with that style, which there's a lot of things you can do. Um, just just like Havoc, for instance. She does different different outfits and things like that. Willow Nightingale does different outfits, you know. Uh, Smathers went with Nikki, almost a superhero. Uh, Jord went with Ronda Rousey, which I like just for the fact that she can never keep her shorts in the same place. Uh, Jackson went with yeah. Lacey Evans. And for simplicity's sake. Sure. Yeah. But if you're if you're including the makeup in there, I totally understand. Because her makeup is always fucking weird. <clears throat> yes, Raccoon Rousey. <laughs> Alright. Uh, worst non-WWE female ring gear. Remember, this is Bruno, who, ty- who typed this into our website and hit submit on it. Uh, put any girl that does not show boobs. Uh... I went with Layla Hirsch, who continued to use the Russian colors even after all of that was going on. <laughs> yes? Just uh, allow me in Bruno's defense. You said that as though we should be offended by this. This is the same show where we had a 25-minute discussion about tit windows. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, no, I wasn't... I, I was, throw I was out thrown there. out there in case anyone decided that they wanted to come at me. Bro. There you go. Uh, Dr. Glasham with Abaddon. Uh, Jord went with Jade Cargill, which I don't understand, but that's fine. And Jackson went with Nyla Rose, which I do understand. Okay. And there's there's somebody who's a, a a little bit bigger girl, and she doesn't wear like the the weird circular round suit that they, that other people do. Wasn't she though? With a little fringe and stuff on it, with a little flare to it, too, basically. Dude. Huh. I mean, that's pretty much what Havoc wears, too. It's like the same sort of thing with a little yeah, flair to it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking it. for is a little bit. Uh, at, at least, least, at least put impact, some yeah. flair to it. Don't just wear like the single okay. body suit. Anyways, uh, Adam. Oh, I was worried you were going to start Typically, I didn't. <laughs> Fair. Go ahead. Yeah, I will, uh, I will, I will echo the Abaddon. Abaddon! Uh, just because it's <laughs> such a stupid gimmick. For uh, for somebody who has like worked their ass off, literally, to get in better shape, continues to wear the worst god awful outfit you're going to come up with. Uh, Sal. So I went with Athena because it's just not sexy enough. <laughs> That's a good choice. That's a good choice of only for those fucking. She uh, literally came out this most recent one with fucking like a halter or what? Are, what are the garters belts on her fucking art legs? And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Not sexy enough, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made it to my pick of Athena for the fucking mechanical nice. wings, but <laughs> oh my gosh. They didn't even work half the fucking time. And <laughs> she made them herself. Time, and then we built an entire fucking storyline around them. Like, are you fucking shitting me? Nice. KT in the chat says, does Abaddon even still exist outside of Twitter? Only on yep. Halloween. That's right. And on Dark. I guess that's it. Because they don't, they don't actually know her skin color? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> no, because she's a zombie and they come out in the dark. Dark is sort of like uh, ECW on, on sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best WWE NXT segment. Jason. Oh, 
Right, hold on, I gotta find this now. Hold on. Uh... Best WWE in ring, the in ring yeah. segment. Okay, uh, there was one in ring segment this week, this year that sort of spawned um, cult status that has already created a TikTok trend, and I'm just gonna say I'm feeling pretty oozy tonight, boys. That segment was money. I, I mean, Lisa doesn't really even watch wrestling when it's on, like it's on in the background. She stopped what she was doing to watch that segment. <laughs> the way Sammy, completely off the cuff, and clearly they had no idea what was coming, dropped that on them, and we got... There's always such a joy in seeing people's reaction to something like that that they don't know is coming, that they just can't... It's like the Saturday Night Live when people used to break on there, and it was just so charming and endearing. Uh, that segment was fantastic and probably my favorite of the year overall. Fair enough. Uh, Dr. Glashen, Jord, and Jackson all agree with you. You're on the same as Zane Usi, so does Adam. Adam. Sal? I agree with everyone else, but I will tell you this... Above and beyond just the Usi comment, the ride, the emotional roller coaster that people went on, lead, yeah. like in that segment, you had Jay Uso very audibly saying, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says," and because you built that story, the whole crowd was just like. <gasps> but also, also, also with that, the way Roman's face instantly turned when he said that, mm-hmm. so, so beautiful. Good. And then for the rest of the segment after the Usu comment, Roman would not let Jay uh, <laughs> like, like, he would face. not let him uh, hide his face. He was like, Oh no 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 no, where are you going? No, you stay look, right look here. At me. Look, look at me. Have you have you not been feeling Usu? <laughs> to the point to the point where Paul Heyman recognized that there was no getting this thing back on the rails <laughs> and was like, well, I guess that's going to end this segment. Nice. Uh, Bruno went with uh, Sammy getting his honorary Ooze t-shirt. Yeah, that was a good one, too. That was a good, too. Uh, and me and Smathers both said Bray Wyatt's return. Just... Just I the return. A... <laughs> I love the return, man. The return's great. I want to give a shout out. Just yeah, I'm really came... excited to find out who's who's the live <sighs> puppets. The way they teased that was For fantastic. Sure. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just want to give an honorable mention in this category to that one, to the, possibly the only time you will hear me mention them on set about the the maximum male models doing the um, word pose backstage, mm-hmm. and was it Kevin Owens breaking it up it at the Kevin line, Owens, like yep. right before yes. they broke the record? I enjoyed that. Best non WWE segment of the year. Sal? It took me a while to, to find one, to be honest. But then I remembered this one. I went back and I watched it. And it was Cody's impassioned promo saying goodbye to AEW without anybody knowing he was saying goodbye to AEW. Um, the crowd... The crowd uh, was all over him when he came out, just booing the shit out of him. He turned that crowd by the end of that promo. And I thought he did a great job of of talking about everything that he had done since he left WWE. And he even put people over on him. He was talking about Aleister Black and Miro. And obviously Tony Khan didn't hear any of that. But um, 
and I like the fact that it set up a ladder match. I thought I thought he did a really good job of that promo. In fact, it was one of my favorite Cody promos up until that point for the past, I don't know, year and a half. Adam? Um, call it recency bias, because I just can't remember shit that happened six, eight, ten, twelve months ago. But I went with the, the, the first segment with MJF and William Regal. Um where Max read the, the emails and talked about when he tried out and all that, um, back when you thought there was still a chance they weren't going to fuck it up completely. Jason? Um, all right, so I got some highlights from mine, because this is not something that I would normally expect to hear coming out of my mouth, um, but my favorite in, in-ring segment outside of the WWE was the promo battle between CM Punk and John Moxley on Dynamite. Um, this started with Punk taking his shots at Hangman Who Page. are you and what have you done with Jason? Right? Uh, well, hold on, you'll see why in a moment. Um, this got started with CM Punk taking his shots at Hangman Page, challenging him somewhere where he knew he wasn't coming out, uh, calling it coward shit that he didn't come out. Um, but then he referred to Mossy as the third best guy in his own group and said it was a recurring theme in his career. Um, he then said his best friend is the third best Eddie he's been in the ring with and the second best King, which is a good line. Um, he said that Moxley isn't even the first John he's going to beat in Chicago for a belt. Nice touch. Um, Moxley came out and said, Ooh, CM Punk's dropping pipe bombs again, mocking him. Uh, then said, in your mind, you're the best wrestler in the world when most of the time you're not the best wrestler in catering. Um, said we both know you only came to AEW because you ran out of money and then Punk said I would would fight you but I'm afraid if I touch you now you're just going to bleed all over me so they both were dropping these truth bombs about all the negative things I've said about them in the course of history and we're throwing them at each other and for that reason I enjoyed that segment and that's my pick Uh, Bruno went with something with MJF Uh, Dr. Glashen with MJF screaming you fucking Mark which was great uh, Jared went with the acclaimed raps. Uh, Jackson went with Kenny Omega returns, and I went with CM Punk eating a muffin and losing his fucking mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't consider that an in-ring segment. But right. yeah. A, it wasn't in-ring. B, it wasn't. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It was a moment. moment. It works. Uh, worst WWE NXT segments. Oh, I got this one nailed down. Nobody's popping my pick here. Oh, nobody's popping my pick. Let me go first, please. You want to fight about it? <laughs> uh, Seth. Oh, actually, Big, no. You can take those first. first. Jason, go. No, let Troy Jason, go ahead. What's that? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a moment on Raw this year where we had a double wedding you between Tazawa, Tavina, <laughs> Dana Brooke, and Reggie, and it was a fucking disaster. I, 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 there was twenty four seven things. People got it was fucking awful. It was just the worst shit you can imagine. If I just told you those four performers were in a segment together, that's automatically the worst segment of the year. And then it was a bad segment on top of the four people who were there. So yeah, easy, easy Fair choice. Enough. Sal, it sounds like that's your pick too. That was my pick. Even our truth was nice. annoyed. <laughs> Adam. Y'all remember when all the Vince shit Pepper dropped? Pepper remembers. And then two days later, he's oh, two days man. later he started. They, they made a big uh, deal about him coming out to the ring and start opening the show. And he he came out and just said, "I love you guys," and then mm-hmm. left. There you go. Uh, 
Welcome to Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, Brute. And then he just skipped Where's off the- my pussy. And then he just skipped, like he literally skipped off the stairs, like, ha ha, I'm Vince McMahon. Who wants to fuck for money? Then, <laughs> uh, now, forever, together. We shall be. Yeah, with me. Fire. Nice. <laughs> fuck. What a prick. <laughs> uh, Bruno also went with uh, Vince McMahon, appears in every show after leaving the CEO seat. Uh, <laughs> Such a cunt. <laughs> Dr. Glashen went with Austin Stuns McMahon. Bruno or Vince? Vince. Okay. Uh, Smathers went with anything Mysterio. Uh, oh, that's not fair. Also, which I, I actually I'm enjoying Dom as like a fucking simp for Rhea. It's kind of actually kind of entertaining yeah. me now. Uh, George went with the scripts debut. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I went with uh the the segment where Dominic Mysterio was asked to join the Judgment Day, agreed to join the Judgment Day, and then they went. Nah, and then just beat the shit out of him because it was so nonsensical for something that just eventually. And, and then he joined anyways. He yeah. joined the Judgment Day. <laughs> and he joined yep. the Judgment Day. But I, I, I will say I did completely block out that wedding out of my mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst non WWE segment. Excuse me, double, yes, wedding? double wedding. Sorry. Uh, worst non WWE segment. Uh. I actually have have two on this, so I'm going to go last because I, if, if nobody says the other one of them, I'll do save it. Uh, but Bruno says uh, just anything related to Jericho. Doctor Glashen says everything Chris Jericho does. Uh, Jordan says the All Out press conference. Uh, Sal, uh, I purposely sought this out and watched it just to see if it would be number one on the list, and it was. It was Eric Young tells Diener to kill him in a prison fight with a shank on the table. And then we get Wish.com Johnny Cash for some reason. Mixed all sense. It was a fucking weird sense. Adam? It was supposed to be weird given yeah. those characters. Uh, I wrote uh, anything involving Jade Cargill and the baddies? Sure. Uh, with a special mention to Listen, Sam Punk. Bow Wow is trash. Nobody asked you about him. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. Gosh. Uh, or, the shit, Tony. That's it. Or uh, uh, prelude to what, uh, what Jason mentioned in his best segment, uh, CM Punk going into business for himself and calling out Hangman Page sure. when he knew he wasn't there. Oh, he was there. He just knew he wouldn't come out. <laughs> Remember, he was he was working with the... Um, Dark Order in the back. <laughs> Filmed that for BT. Jason. Uh, my worst segment of the year was the Nyla Rose Marina Shafir promo, <laughs> where told us that we don't know her. We know you her. Know you know me. You know you me. Know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. There's a problem. I'm the problem. That was gonna be my. That was my runner-up. <laughs> it made Ron really look like Jake the Snake Roberts in terms of promos. I'm just lucky. So that was uh, that was definitely one of mine that I was gonna go. With. Uh, so the other one uh, was <clears throat> Julia Hart 
joining the House of Black, kind of. Where, when when Brian Pillman Jr. was like begging, like to find out what was going on, and then and... she didn't want to hit him with a chair, so then Alistair Black like shoved her down and screamed in her face. Yeah, that whole segment was trash. Yeah, that thing was a mess. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like months, and then we got this segment, and we were like, that was terrible, and nothing's yep. been answered. And then they almost killed her yep. putting her through the table. So. And now she's just kind of there. But she's she's chilling. Mm-hmm. Every time you see her, it's chilling. <laughs> uh, Going back a step to the, the, the worst WWE segment, uh, the, the website response of anything Mysterio... In chat, uh, clarification says, I should have specified the Ray Dominic drama. That's what he was referring to. Ah, fair enough. And again, like, like, uh, like Jason said, though. Although, although Dominic and Rhea going to beat the shit out of Ray at Thanksgiving dinner was the one it Yes. <laughs> and then after, whenever it came up afterwards, where Dominic was like, I beat him up because it was before Thanksgiving yeah. and it was Christmas tree up. The only way that could have been better is after they kicked the shit out of him, they went over and just grabbed the potatoes and went needs more salt and left. <laughs> uh, WWE NXT match of the year. Jason. Uh, so I don't know if this was technically the best, you know, work match or, but for me, the match that took me on the most emotional ride this year that I can remember at least. Uh, was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell. And the match itself was fantastic, but the accident, they almost stumbled into gold because of Cody's injury. It just added so much to the match, the grotesque bruising, the swelling that was so obvious, and the way he battled through that. And you knew, you're sitting there watching it, you know he's in so much fucking pain just doing this. Um, and Seth's playing into it and going after the injury. Uh, to me, it was, and for, I understand some of the things, some of the criticisms people have of Cody, but if there's one thing you can say about Cody, he knows how to get emotion out of you during a match. For sure. Always has. Uh, Bruno and Jackson both agree with you on that one. Adam. Uh, I also went with the, uh, the Hell in a Cell match. Um, we talked about it. The week that it happened, when you know Cody comes out, does his full entrance, and you're like, "Cool, okay, okay," and then he takes his jacket off, and the entire arena just goes, <laughs> for sure. So, same Hell in the Cell, Cody and Seth, and obviously the torn pack made it that much more. But all the little things that they put in that match to the. Uh, they use the strap. They fucking uh, Seth with the the polka dot gear. Like everything yeah, was yeah. great. Uh, Smathers went with Rollins and Rhodes at WrestleMania. Uh, Jordan went with Reigns and Lesnar at SummerSlam. And while it wasn't the most technical match, it definitely was my favorite match, and also Dr. Glashen's favorite match: Austin versus Owens at WrestleMania. Sure. Nice. Sure. Uh, best non WWE match of the year. Uh, Bruno is going with Okada versus Ibushi. Uh, Glashin is going with FTR versus Briscoe's two. Jordan is going with Okada versus Osprey in the G1 final. Jackson is going with the Wingman versus Bryanson two. 
I'm going with Kyrie versus Mayu for the IWGP Women's Title. Sal, what do you got for non-WWE match of the year? I went the same as Jackson. I went Danielson versus Hangman too. Okay, Adam. Uh, again, I only watched two companies, uh, and uh, I certainly couldn't think of anything from AEW to fill this category. Uh, so let's just say I agree with okay. Trump. Fair. <laughs> Jason. Uh, I'm apparently going out on my own on this one, but uh, by the end of this program, it was um, awful, but the original all-out match between Keith Lee, Swerve Scott, and the Acclaimed was really, really good. I enjoyed that match a lot. The false finishes were beautiful. Um, the four of them had really good chemistry, and you know, Tony sort of fucked it up in the, pre- in the post-match press conference thing. Where he told us they were going to do a rematch and take the belts off of Swerve and our Glorials. Um, but I also mentioned last week, and this was the other one, uh, If I mentioned it last week. I don't know if anybody actually went back and watched it, but uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Josh Alexander, a television match that went over an hour on Impact. You never thought for a second Mike Bailey was winning the Impact Championship, but you still got emotionally invested in the match. They did such a beautiful job with that match. Um, it really is worth a watch if you Fair haven't watched it. Worst WWE NXT match, Jason. All right, so I originally was going to go with Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey from Extreme Rules, because that was awful. Then I remembered Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee actually had a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and oh, shit. That was I my win. <laughs> Dr. Glashen remembers as well. That was his pick. Adam. <laughs> forgot about that, so I wrote anything involving the 24-7 title, except when Nikki Cross won it threw in the garbage. Sal. Oh, this is the power everybody gets mad at me. So, I remember when we talked about this match, Troy specified uh, or prefaced the match by saying, I understand it's not for everyone, so apparently it wasn't for me, because Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't ever want to watch it back, and I was glad when it was over, so I never had to see it again. Okay, nobody's going to agree with you, but it's your opinion, even though it sucks. That's Smathers, fine. Wedgwood, and remember, remember how Don't I said you if like you wanna... the potted plant shit with Moxley and like. Not for, like, a match of the fucking year. And no, I don't even think I like that, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure you yelled at us for talking shit about that match. No, I don't remember that. But, yeah, okay. Listen, listen, I can understand if it wasn't your cup of tea, but I don't know that I would call it the worst of the year by far. It wasn't really supposed to be a match. It was more respectable. I know, but there were little people in it and giant friggin' mousetrap he's on the show you but know that was the whole point it wasn't <laughs> i've watched to the be show serious. i don't need it at wrestlemania i don't right. so all right i'm considering literally a waste of time i'm considering rescinding that invitation for you coming up to watch royal rumble that i knew you would hate it the most so. <laughs> listen i'm not the funny thing is i hated the jackass show i was never a fan of jackass and I enjoyed it because what they had for it. And you know, like the whole thing in the wrestling business, take chicken shit and make chicken out of it. And they did. So. Bruno, Smathers, and Wedgwood also said Rousey versus Shotzi. 
Ooh, that's uh, Jack and the Viking yeah. Raiders versus Omos. And I went with... I don't remember that. Yeah, I, don't was, I, don't uh, I went with anytime Omos jerked mm-hmm. off two dudes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> come yet wait 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 anytime (laughs) we made the same joke uh worst non-wwe match again this is bruno not me fake titties page here tried not to be crippled uh i went with oh no they were much worse than that i went with every jade cargill match um, Dr. Glash went with the Young Cucks versus Smegma versus Death Triangle. Same spots, different order every time. Uh, Jordan went with Jade Cargill versus mm-hmm. Nyla Rose. And Jackson went with any Red Velvet match. She's had a lot less, and she's been crippled three times. So. <laughs> Sal. Uh, Anarchy in the Arena, double or nothing. It was... So I thought I thought Stadium Stampede was bad, but then they ran it back at Double or Nothing and did Anarchy in the Arena, and it was the most garbage fucking thing that they could have fucking thrown together. Mm. I hated it. I think Danielson got hurt for real in that match, too. It just Everyone blew. got hurt in those matches. Adam. I somehow didn't have this on my list. Uh the copy of the copy that you sent. Um, but yeah, Anarchy in the Arena was fucking garbage. Um, Jason. Uh, you said Anarchy in the Arena was the most garbage thing they could have done. I'm going to see your Anarchy in the Arena, and I'm going to erase you barbed wire yeah. everywhere. Eddie Kingston oh, okay. versus Chris yep. Jericho. Yep. Uh, I forgot about that. Which made, <laughs> no, from, from the very beginning, Justin... Is holding a fucking microphone wrapped in barbed wrapped wire. Wrapped in barbed wire, that's right. Three For out no of the four reason. sides of the ring are wrapped in barbed wire, but they decided to leave one side without barbed wire. It's not barbed wire everything. If one entire side of the ring has no barbed wire on it, but whatever. Um, this is the match that included the uh, Jekyll Appreciation Society locked yep. in a shark cage that didn't actually hold them. They were able to jump out of it. Uh, this Thanks. is the match that involved... Because Anna non- was unable to work a fucking lock. Right? This is the match that included the nonsensical Anna J uh, heel turn. It was supposed to be brutal and barbaric, and instead it was an overbooked botch fest um, in the last spot that was supposed to be the big moment for Jericho. looked like looked fucking awful, too. Um, so, yeah, barbed wire everywhere. Worst match of the year for me. Fantastic. But all those things you said Fantastic at the end choices. fit Anarchy in the arena as well. <laughs> so, there was no nonsensical Anna J. Heel turn. Got, got him on that one. All right. Uh, best WWE NXT feud. I don't think there's a shark cage either. Uh, Bruno, myself, Smathers, and Jord all went with Cody Rhodes versus Rollins. Uh, Jackson went with Roman versus Brock. Jason, who you got? I went with Braun Breaker versus the English language. Um, but if I had to pick a real, real answer, I would go yeah, uh, Seth. And because it was the one sort of last row, uh, it was one that you know, we see we do a rematch. Now we're going to do another rematch. Now we're going to, but that one for whatever reason just never seemed old. I never got tired of it. Just let them keep going at it. I'm running in. So um, honorable mention too for the Usos in the New Day because they can just wrestle. As often as they want to, and as much as I'm not going to want to see it, I'm going to want to woman I love when I watch. So, Fair. Adam, 
Uh, I went with maybe a dark horse, uh, but uh, fuck you, Sal. Sammy Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Um, I don't think I've ever seen someone get doxxed, like legitimately doxxed in the middle of a, of a wrestling feud. Uh, and I don't think I ever will again. Um, I enjoyed the whole build to the Mania match with uh, Sammy showing up at the, at the premiere on the red carpet. And uh, and as, as stupid as I was, I enjoyed Sammy's fake jackass show on SmackDown. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed the match at Mania. So. All right. So. Uh, Seth and Cody. All right. That's what it says to you. Our best non WWE you'd sell. I mean, to me, it was a no-brainer. It was the one that everyone was talking about. CM Punk versus the Elite. I mean, it wasn't exactly an in-ring feud, but boy, did that escalate Fair. quickly. Adam. You stole my fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I so instead instead I'll say Tony Khan. Or Tony. I'll say that. I went with CM Punk as well, but I went with this program with MJF. I know how the matches weren't didn't deliver to the level I think we had all hoped they would, but the moments over the course of the were really good. Uh, CM Punk calling him a second Miz, um, you know MJF talking about quitting, and it was just I, I thought they had great chemistry on the microphone, best in the ring, and it was a decent, passable, certainly acceptable pay per view match. Just you know MJF has certain limitations in the ring, and CM Punk's well past his prime, but. The anticipating enjoyment of promo battles for me made it the best feud. Uh, Bruno went with MJF versus Bad Booking. <coughs> Lashin went with MJF versus CM Punk. Dord went with Matt Cardona versus GCW. Jackson went with Hangman. And Jackson went with That's Hangman cool. versus Bryanton. And I went with AEW Stands versus Reality. That takes us to Billy's uh, ass versus Gravity. Uh, that's it. Well, this was non WWE. <laughs> uh, where's WWE NXT feud? Here's ass versus. Bruno went with uh, something booked by Vince. Sure. Uh, I went with Liv versus Ronda. Smathers went with Liv versus Ronda. Good choice. I appreciate you, George, but I, I don't agree with this. Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Uh. Oh, that feud was pretty bad. You can love Kevin's and understand sure. that feud was okay. pretty bad. It was funny. Though. It had its... It... Yeah. But I, that, I guess to me that's the problem. Like, Kevin Owens shouldn't be doing yeah. silly comedy set like that. You know what I mean? He's He should be the killer. That I love the prize fighter. And then and then yeah. Vince left, and what happened? Right, right. Exactly. Although he does still do comedy stuff sometimes. I mean, you just shared him with Seth. With Seth. Okay, so it's... it's no, no, no. It's fine doing yeah. it in small bursts backstage. It's a different thing when you, when he's doing silly gimmick matches and pretending like he doesn't understand. He's losing his grip on reality because you're not you. Yeah. You're your brother. And, like, the, the fucking family photo with the 17 Zeke yeah. Like, it was fucking... Uh, Jackson went with Karrion Cross versus Drew. That's fair. That's Jason. Good call. I went with two people I actually really enjoy on their own. Just it just wasn't there in the feud, and it went on and on and on and on. And it was Bailey and Bianca um, for a lot of reasons. The matches rolled, but I think I expected them to be a whole lot better than they were. Um, add to that repeatedly Bailey losing despite having the numbers advantage, and Bianca single-handedly destroying damage control by herself. Mm-hmm. It just 
the story in that sense, I don't feel like either one of them came out of it any better than they went into it. In fact, I think they both sort of lost something in this feud. And hopefully it's either over or they're going to go in a different direction if they okay. continue it. Adam? Uh, <laughs> to build on uh, something mentioned earlier, Tamina and Tazawa and Dana uh, and Reggie. <laughs> Fuck that shit nice. forever. So. So I went with a little bit of a dark horse here. Um, this is a feud that to make a big deal, and due to her outside interference for months, you would have thought the OC would have had a good answer, but the very quickly filled out feud between Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley, I was expecting so much more, and they had one match on Raw, it turned into a tag match, and... They had a little physicality at Survivor Series during War Games, but um, what a downer. I didn't think that it played out at all like it was supposed to. Fair enough. That takes us to worst non-WWE feud. So. Uh, you had mentioned this earlier, but this was uh, House of Black versus the Varsity okay. Blondes for me. It dragged on and on for fucking months, and <clears throat> I don't know. We haven't seen Griff Garrison in a while. I guess, I guess he's dead. <laughs> Adam. Uh, honorable mention to Jungle Boy versus Christian, a dinosaur who was a good dinosaur and then a bad dinosaur and then a good dinosaur and then a bad dinosaur again. Um, but my vote goes to Andrade versus Matt Hardy versus over who gets to control a meaningless stable that of doesn't even exist anymore. Does it turned into Los Angeles? Oh, that's yeah. I guess. They kicked some yeah, people out. It's, but. it's not really the same thing. Jason. Uh, I went with... So, I actually was enjoying this feud, Barted, and I thought it was going in the right direction. Unfortunately, the stuff that happened backstage really derailed it, but for me, it was MJF versus Wardlow. I thought Wardlow was on his way, hot as a pistol, ready to step up and become a huge star. Wardlow. And then... And then he completely squashed MJF in a match that became known for nothing more than MJF basically pulling his Austin Aries moment, getting up and walking out. And I mean, he stretched it out, but he, essentially everyone knew it happened because he was refusing to do the full match. And then he was immediately, okay, he got stretched out that night. And what, three days later on Dynamite, he's up and running around calling Tony Khan a fucking mark. Um, I, I thought it really ruined the momentum that Wardlow had more so than even than his TV title run, TNT title run. Sorry. So for me, that was that was the worst because of how it ended. All right. Uh, Bruno was CM Punk and the Elite. Not really, dude. Um, I won with any any MJF feud because they're all the same and they never end. Uh, Dr. Glash won with the Young Cucks versus Smegma and Death Triangle. George won with CM Punk versus Moxley. And Jackson went with Tommy Dreamer versus Bully Ray. Oh, I saw a promo on that. Yeah, the, dude, the promo was fantastic. Uh, are you talking about the one where uh, Bully Ray is, is yelling at Dreamer that he's fat and he's stupid and Dreamer's like crying in the ring? Yes. 
No, no, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, see, but this is the problem, and this is what happens when we do shows. Like you, you don't watch the, the product, you don't follow the story, and you pass judgment on a segment that had a ton of build and a bunch of backstory that made the segment good. And because of that, you like you, you see a clip and say the segment was trash. It wasn't. It was a good sure. segment. I mean, yeah, I'm not I a fan of Bully Ray. Minute, don't get me maybe, wrong. I, I would have got it, but I'm going to show you. I'm not a fan of Bully Ray by any stretch, but he's doing good work on the microphone. And I'm going to show. I haven't watched a single second of this, but I can assure you that if they had a match together, it probably was garbage. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's not. It's not. It's not them feuding. It's a different. That's the whole thing. It's a different part of the story. Different. Kt in the chat says worst feud: CM Punk versus yes. pro wrestling. <laughs> Tried to tell you all he hated you. Best of it to be NXT Premium Live Event. Uh, Bruno, myself, Doctor Glashen, and Smathers all went with WrestleMania. George went with Survivor Series War Games. Uh, Jackson went with Clash at the Castle. Sal, what do you got? Uh, WrestleMania. Two nights, moments, Cody returns, Roman unifies the belts in a match that was, you know, it was okay. But, um, no, I just thought the whole event was great, especially coming out of the pandemic, uh, where they actually filled the stadium properly this year. Adam. WrestleMania. You got the return of Stone Cold. You got Knoxville versus Zayn. You got Bianca Belair winning the title. Cody friggin' Rhodes. Ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, I also went Clash and Castle. Um, looking at the card, something right off the bat, the size, the enormity of the show uh, for just sort of a random non-canon show. Uh, add to it, the crowd energy was just off the charts. Then you had, which I'm actually surprised nobody mentioned as a match of the year candidate, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus was fantastic. Oh, the, yeah. the it was return, on The return of Imperium as a group came up there. Um, you had, uh, sorry, Dominic Mysterio finally turning on Ray. Uh, you had Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle in what was just an absolute banger of a match. And then the emotional Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre match, which I still contend ended in the wrong way, but the match was fantastic. The crowd was amazing. I uh, had all the atmosphere for me, my favorite show to watch. Fair show. enough. That uh, takes us to our best non WB special show. Jason? Wait, our best one? Didn't we just do the best one? Non, this one's non WB. Oh, non, sorry. Uh, hold on for me. My best non was surprisingly AEW Revolution. Didn't expect it would be. Um, Basically, I, look, the first Eddie Kingston-Chris Jericho match wasn't bad. I didn't like the finish, the stretch plum. I thought it was a weak finish in that match. But the match itself was good. It had good lead into it. I thought it worked it well together to each other's strengths. Um, I thought the Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon and Young Bucks match was good. Um, you had uh, CM Punk versus MJF, the first match, which was, I think, the best one they had. Uh, Thunderosa versus Britt Baker. Uh, Moxley and Danielson the first time before they were aligned as a group. Um, I really enjoyed that match. Uh, and then I thought the Hangman Page Adam Cole match was really good as the championship match because I didn't really know who was going to win that match. And I had it allowed me to, whenever I go into a match not knowing who the heavy favorite is and knowing they could go either way with a match, uh, it increases my enjoyment of it tenfold. And uh, top to bottom of all the AEW pay per views, this was my favorite one of the yeah. Adam. 
Uh, something from New Japan? Because <laughs> nothing, nothing in AEW makes so. like this year. Uh, I agree with everything Jason said. Uh, AEW Revolution to uh, 2022. I really liked Page versus Adam Cole. Um, I, as a guy who watched the original feud with Raven and Punk, I I liked the dog collar match, uh, Moxley versus Danielson, like you said, and yeah, it was it was actually a good show. Okay. Um, Bruno and George both say Wrestle Kingdom. Jackson says AEW Revolution. Uh, Iowa with New Japan Stardom Historic Crossover. Worst WWE NXT Premium Live Event. Uh, George Jackson and Bruno all go with Royal Rumble. Smathers went with Money in the Bank. And I went with Day One. Sal, what's yours? Live from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, it's the Elimination Tour. Uh, it was trash. I hated a lot in that that special, and of course it was produced by Vince, so definitely lower on the tier. Uh, I think we just need to go one month past most of our picks for best and go with WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, Cody and Seth, too. Fine. But Almost and Lashley, too. Snooze. Edge and AJ. Snooze. Ronda versus Charlotte, not I quit match. Not special. Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin? Who cares? Bloodline versus Drew and RK Bro. Why? Fair enough. Nothing there. Jason. Um, for me, it was Royal Rumble. Um, listen, I'm not going to sit here and defend Elimination Chamber. I'm not going to defend day one. But what I'm going to say is those are secondary pay-per-views. The Royal Rumble is a pay-per-view I look forward to every single year. Is one of my favorites. Um, I talked about really liking the, the story with the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins match. However, a disqualification match and uh, finishing that in a pro match you're not going to have continuing the program was a horrible decision for booking. Um, you had the Royal Rumble and I think one, the Women's Royal Rumble, and I think once Ronda Rousey showed up, everyone knew who was winning, so it wasn't really much uh, mystery there. Becky Lynch faced Dewdrop in a match we've probably all forgotten by this point. Uh, you had Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar, which was good, except the second it happened, we all knew that Brock Lesnar was coming back and winning the Royal Rumble. Um, and Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice was okay for him, for the mixed tag that you knew it was going to be, but nothing special there. Um, really, for me, I'm so over the... You know, advertised, not unadvertised guy coming in and winning a match like Brock Lesnar. We saw it later in the year with Austin Theory winning um, Money in the Bank. So for me, this was uh, again a pay per view that I usually really enjoy, and I like it this year. So Royal Rumble is it for me. Or it's not WWE special show, Jason. Okay, so for everything good I said about Revolution, allow me to give you. Double or Nothing 2022, because the card starts with, and I think I'm going to have you right off the bat, with the first match on the pre-show, which featured Hookhausen. Remember that? That was funny. Uh, you had Wardlow and MJF. I think that was the one I talked about earlier. Uh, this was the one where we had to get the Hardys together to face the Young Bucks, because, you know, that had to happen at this point. Uh, 
you had on a pay-per-view, Big Pardial versus Energy. That's the thing that on a pay-per-view. Uh, this was also the match where we had the finals of those oh, Owen Hart tournaments that ultimately meant, ultimately meant nothing. We had, oh, this was the pay-per-view where we had the six-person tag match that we had in order to get it signed. We had to get Paige Van Zant signed to a AEW contract. How's that working out for you? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen because reasons. Uh, you had Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb on a pay-per-view again. Not really sure Serena Deeb needs to be main event or getting women's style shots on the pay-per-views. Uh, this was where you had anarchy in the arena that Sal talked about earlier. Uh, you had another triple threat match for the tag titles because, God forbid, anyone ever uh, have a singles match or just a two-on-two tag team titles. Um, and then this was the match where they made the decision to destroy their company and had CM Punk defeat Hangman Adam Page for the championship. So all things considered, tell me where, as, as CM Punk would say, you know, tell me when I'm lying. Awful show. Adam. Exactly what I wrote in my notes. Anarchy in the arena, the Owen Hart Tournament Finals, and CM Punk being crowned AEW champion. It's double or nothing for me. So? Which is sad, because that's supposed to be their yeah. WrestleMania. That's supposedly right. their marquee yep. event. <clears throat> um, for me, it was it was their next big show. It was uh, Forbidden Door, a pay-per-view that sucked TV time for two months out of the product. Uh, and once I watched it, I was bored. I was bored to all hell. I don't really give a shit about Pockets in his fucking match with, uh, you know, Will Ospreay. Um, and it's the the fatal four way that was a complete clusterfuck that Adam Cole died in. So uh, I hated it. Uh, I w- see. It's funny for me. I, that was that was a pay per view. I hated the concept. I hated the build. But I thought the it was their best in-ring pay-per-view from an in-ring perspective the matches i thought all delivered you know there's a lot to be said about not knowing like a lot of the talent because maybe that's what yeah maybe that's the disconnect but like i said it made no sense the the booking the matches they didn't make sense on paper but i thought once the bell rang they did uh i did go with forbidden door bruno went with forbidden door and i fucking paid for that thank you and fuck you tony Khan. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as an as a New Japan guy, for him, it's got to be a bastardization of New Japan wrestling. So I can understand. And Jordan and Jackson that. both went with All Out. Well, this one probably is not going to be very hard for any of us. Best WWE NXT stable of the year. Uh, Dr. Glashen <laughs> went with Toxic Attraction. Did anybody else not choose the Bloodline? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find Adam, who'd my... you go with? Yeah. Uh, See, that seemed too obvious for me. Uh, so I wanted to kind of shout out to, again, another dark horse. But the the Brawling Brutes really won me over this year. Um, they found their niche. They worked with it beautifully. Um, the, the, the matches with Gunther and, and the feud with Imperium I thought was really good. So... That's, so what um, you're saying is they had banger after banger <laughs> after banger. Exactly. Uh, All right. J- uh, I had bloodline. I had bloodline slash toxic attraction. If you wanted to go someone in a different direction, so basically the two that were already mentioned. Yeah, I have bloodline. Uh, so best non WWE sable of the year. Uh, Jordan went with United Empire. So did Bruno. Uh, Jackson went with Blackpool Combat Club. I went with Quo. Uh, excuse me, Sorry. Blood Combat Club. Uh, I went with Queen's <laughs> Quest. Jason, who do you got? 
Uh, I went with, I wanted to do something that I thought nobody else was going to do, so I went with Honor No More at the invasion angle they did in Impact Wrestling. was actually pretty good. I brought in Taven and Bennett, who could work. I paired them with Kenny King and Eddie Edwards. <laughs> you just said you brought in two guys that could work and paired them with Kenny King. I just assumed it was who can't work. <laughs> no, Kenny King's a great worker. I love no, Kenny I don't. Work. I just was joking. Um, PCO would be the one in oh that group God. who can't work, but... Um, well, he's like but, 900 years old. I mean. Yeah, well, but I thought I thought the storyline was good. It was a well done invasion angle, and um, you know it went on for quite a while. But ultimately, I, I enjoyed their group, and I didn't enjoy any of this in AEW, so I had to pick something else. Yeah, there was thousands of them. Adam, I uh, I again wrote I don't know probably something in New Japan. Certainly not any of the ones in AEW. So. Uh, well, uh, I, I really did want to choose the stable that at least I watched this year. So I went with the Death Triangle, uh, mostly because they all managed to stay healthy for most of the year. Um, Didn't Phoenix break his arm this year, or was that last year? That was that last, was last year. year. Okay. So, uh, and I, I enjoy, I'm not enjoying them right now, but I, I, for the most part this year, I enjoyed the Death Triangle. Perfect choice for your favorite. Uh, worst WWE NXT stable of the year, Salgo. Worst WWE stable of the year for me was the Diamond Mind. Uh, they kind of fell apart. Or Diamond Mine. I, I meant to say Diamond Mine. <laughs> um, they kind of fell apart uh, after Stokely Hathaway left, of all things, and then Roddy Strong kind of left. And now they're just fighting with each other because Ivy Niley's being a snitch for one of the fucking brothers, I just hate it. Yeah, they're 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 fine. Yeah. They're not fighting, and it's Ivy Nile, not Nile. It's Ivy. Oh, I know Ivy. <laughs> yes. And I said Ivy. Nile. Oh gosh, yeah. Those two can like separate, but the whole diamond mine concept is, is, is done. Adam. What are we on? Worst, Worst WWE stable. Ah, uh, whatever the fuck Joe Gacy's group Kiss is them. called. Can't even remember, remember the fucking name. That's that shit in there. They don't get the rocks do it. They don't do anything. They wear weird hacks. They beat the shit out of a fan once. That one time. Jason. Uh, it pains me to have to say this because I really enjoy every performer in this group. But damage control. What was the fucking point? Honestly, I mean, it has there been a faction that was made to look weaker than this faction? Because it's hard for me to remember. These are all women who could be main event play, all women who could be in the women's championship picture, and they were all made to look like a fucking afterthought from dropping the belts, the tag belts so quickly, just whenever they feel like they needed to throw the belts on. Were they three-time champs already at this point? Um, to Bailey, uh, why even push Bailey into a feud at that point if you're not going to put the title on her? And I understand the thought process of they didn't want it to be too much like Toxic Attraction where they held all the belts at once, but there's a reason that formula works when you're talking about a fucking stable, and it just the leader of the stable shouldn't look like the weakest one, and that's how they booked it. Just wait, because AEW just has their knockoff uh, dinged alt key, so that should be interesting to see. Uh, Bruno won with Vince's cock and Bruce Pritchard Coming next week to AEW Ask penis. penis uh, I went with shit row 
Uh, Smathers went with Judgment yeah. Day. Uh, and Jordan went with the OC. By the way, allow me, and I don't do this on the show very often. I owe Sal an apology. I said Sal was, I, I defend when they returned, and Sal shit on them, and it just doesn't work without Swerve. No. And and Top Doll needs to stop trying to dive over the top rope. Yeah, they, okay, no, okay, his leg, his leg gave out. <laughs> Fuck this shit, because here's the thing. I am so fucking sick of seeing that, especially from the AEW fans. Like, we're going to sit here and fucking pretend that same fucking spot hasn't happened 20 fucking times in AEW. Go back and watch Brody King try to play over the top rope, okay? I've seen Top Dollar pull it off multiple times. Clearly, it was a fucking mistake. It happens. But, like, let's not sit here and pretend that that shit doesn't happen in AEW literally every week. I I know you're talking to the fans on the internet, but I just want to say that that only reason I brought up is because I saw it live. And, no, I I don't know what the internet said this week. People people love to bring (laughs) up the Brock Lesnar breaking his neck on the the shooting star, but it's like, do you have any idea how many times he successfully hit? First non WWE staple of the year. Um, Bruno went with that ROH shit that now has Jeff Jarrett in it. Uh, Jordan went. Is that ROH? Technically, because it's um, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, so technically. Uh, thought it was impossible. Oh, nobody off. gives a shit anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jordan went with Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Dr. Glashman with the Jericho Clusterfuck. I went with the Jericho Suckass Society. Uh, Jason, who'd you go with? 
I went with the firm because here's the group that they tried to make great pain to make us believe was important. They signed W. Morrissey. They brought him in. Uh, 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 Big Bill. They call him W. <laughs> There's Big Bill W. Morrissey. So it's like a fucking Big Bill in parentheses, and then they say his real name. Like, I, what the fuck is going on? I'm um, just a Bill. <laughs> Stokely Hathaway left NXT to do this. Um, it looked like they were going to be a big part of the MJF uh, storyline with Cedar, no part of that story at all. Uh, and now the only thing that they've done that's interesting is Oakley Hathaway last week calling Daniel Bryan a raggedy bitch. Raggedy bitch. That was fantastic. And you know what? I guarantee you, you know what probably happened there, right, Sal? So. Is Bryan pulled back the call me vegetable man line, and then when he did, Bryan made fun of him. He was, he was shooting at you, raggedy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up, you bitch. Hit him. Oh, I don't know. House oh, of Black, on. Best Friends, whatever Andrade's group is called. It's probably one of them, but how would I know? And they're on television. Is Chris yeah. Allen dead? Yes. Um, she would no, She would back to her home planet. Flip <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. So. Uh, Jericho yeah. asked society. Best to be NXT tag team. Well, everyone said the Usos. Anyone got anything else to say about that? Yep. I said the Usos. I went for the same reason I didn't say the Bloodline. This isn't a prediction spread. I had to think about it. Go with the flow here. <laughs> Who do you got, though? <laughs> I settled I, I settled pretty deadly. Because um, I love the NXT UK. I love them currently in NXT. And they can be goofy, but they can fill it in the ring. And they've already been NXT Tag Team Champions. And as we talked about last week, the four-way Aguero win... The, the new day was fucking fantastic. So, right. uh, best non WWE tag team. Uh, can I just real no. quick before we get in there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we glossed over the Usos, but can I just say I, it, it's the Usos. It's been the Usos for the last five plus years. Miss me with the talk about the Young Bucks as the greatest tag team in professional wrestling. The Usos have been killing it for half a decade now or more. Fucking yeah, it's not close. I can say the same with the New Day. Um, so here's where I'm going to make here's where I'll, I'll draw the section. And I'm a okay. fan of New Day. Obviously, I love Kofi especially. Um, New Day have those great matches with the Usos. Sure. The Usos have those great matches with everybody. Yeah. That's where I'll draw the distinction. I don't remember the New Day and those kind of bangers with anybody else. Not regularly, at least. But you throw the brawling brutes at the Usos, including Holland, who's not ready yet for prime time. You throw RK Bro, pick any team that they've, they've worked with, and it's been a fucking fantastic match. So that's why I give them the, the edge over okay. the new day. Speaking of this, while we're talking about the Usos, Jason, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Mav posted a, a YouTube link to an uh, enhancement match he had on uh, Superstars way back in the day. It's him and somebody else versus the Head Shrinkers. And I, I watched this, and it's still. It still blows my mind how much the Usos look like their dad when he was that age. It's oh, yeah. insane. In a little bit better shape, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I, like I saw, I, I watched watching this clip from, I think it was like, whatever, whatever year it was, 84, 84. Or fucking year it was, seeing Head Shrinker Fatu, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. He wasn't even making a dip then. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Certainly wasn't a sultan of any. Non WWE tag team. So, 
I went with the Acclaimed. They're the most entertaining tag team on that product, and I thought they really came into their own this year. All right. Uh, myself and Jordan also agree with you on the Acclaimed. That should be no surprise to anybody that has heard me talk about them. Uh, Adam. Gotta be the acclaimed. In the past 12 months, they've gone from a team that I didn't really give a shit about and actively didn't want to see on TV to one of the few bright spots on AEW television. Jason. It's amazing what a good catchphrase can do for somebody, isn't it? It really is. You think about it like, yes, cast, yes, like, yeah, exactly. It can turn you from, you know, a middling talent to a top, top of your division performer, and it's not for the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scissoring is is caught on with with the AEW crowd, and they they play their role perfectly. And I've always been a fan of Caster. Uh, I still go back to that whole uh, censored by AEW mm. rap that he did that one time. <laughs> Coming to the ring is one of my favorite entrances. Um, and they've put in the work, and they've improved in the ring as a, as a group, and, you know, I'm sure they'll be on top forever because Tony Khan put them together, yeah. so, you know, he'll want to tell everyone how genius it was. So. That's uh, it's AEW's version of the New Day. Yeah. Or the yeah. Revival. Speaking of... As much as they like to tell you they're God's gift to tag team wrestling, they were singles guys that Hunter put together. Well, they're God's gift to Dr. Glashen as he chose FTR. Uh, Bruno went with Penta and Phoenix. And Jackson went with the Cooks. Worst WWE XD tag team. Uh, Bruno says Tamina and Dana Brooke were a thing. Uh, oh, Dr. Glashen says Nakamura and Boogs. Samantha says Gable and Otis. I love that combination. <laughs> Samantha's going with Gable and Otis. I don't agree with either, but I respect your right to say it. Jackson went with Dewdrop and Nikki Cross. Uh, and myself and Jordan went with Hit Row. Jason. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I totally disagree on Gable and um, Otis, and I there's another one in there I very much disagree with. I forget who it was, but the boots. Um, yes, yes, I thought that were great. If you could, actually, if I you could say something to Smathers regarding Gable and Otis, what would it be? <laughs> Shoot. Nice. I was going to do it without being prompted. Okay. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Actually, it took me a second to realize where you were going with it. Out of my ass, just in time to not sound like an idiot. Um, for my pick, I went with Idris Anofi and Malik Blade down in NXT because I feel like every time they're on, I'm supposed they they talk about them like they're supposed to be a big deal, but they never really do anything, and it's pretty much always comedy. Um, the only so. thing I ever think of when Idris Anofi comes on my TV is that episode of uh, whatever the fuck John Morrison and the Mrs. Talk Show was called, where one of the most, I've met your dad, Shad. He wears a sweater vest. <laughs> uh, those guys are the ones that I refer to as Team Thirst Trap because they were like fucking jizzing all over Mandy Rose backstage for a little bit there. Didn't you call them Team BBC? Oh, they're black, so I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right, so very special holiday edition. Troy, rate those Again, dicks. We've we've discussed that people with, with uh, big black dicks are hard to not give them anything lower than an eight. 
So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> no, no, he's an exception to the rule. Adam. Who do you think's got the better one of the two, if you had to guess? Uh, the dude who got the WWE tattoo. He's the one who had the yeah. magnums hanging in the back. <laughs> and the maple <laughs> syrup. Enough, eh? yeah. Yeah. And maple syrup. What are you doing in your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's a... By the way, maple syrup does not no. make good lube. Stop. No. It actually gets all gummy, and it's just not good. Right? Adam, make a pick. Uh, before my pick, just uh, Jason, for that extended shoosh, I say thank you. Um, Zoe Stark and Tiffany Stratton. Because nobody gave a shit. Oh. Yeah, for a little bit there. Huh. They were, when were they a team? Briefly. And I think tournament was always Stark and Nikita Lyons. Oh, Nikita Lyons. Sorry, that's what I meant. Okay. That's what I Whatever. Meant. One blonde for another. <laughs> okay. I don't know names. One with a huge ass. I one was, with not really any of it. I was typing quickly. Tiffany Stratton's a smoker. Oh, yeah. yeah, she is. That's right. Tiffany Stratton was my daddy plays sports or whatever. So. And now she's got big fit. Uh Worst WWE tag team of the year. There's only one team that purposely dr- dropped their belts on Vince's desk and haven't been seen since, and that was Sasha and Naomi. So fuck them. They didn't even show up to work. I still, I still love the fact that nobody gives a shit about Naomi when she's coming back. <laughs> only thing you ever see is oh Sasha's leaving or oh, maybe Sasha's gonna, gonna make her return it's like there was another person that walked out too <laughs> my favorite was the autograph signing where the line for Sasha's like around the corner <laughs> and then there's like three people yeah. in Naomi's line I'm just Naomi's I'm just here because the other line's bigger <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you should be really glad that you followed her advice that worked out really, yeah. really well for you the only reason she's still employed is because her husband works there. Where it's not... Well, and they need a designated driver. <laughs> that doesn't work out too well for them all the time either. Worst non-WWE tag team. Okay. Uh, Bruno went with any combination of Jazz. Uh, Jordan went with a private party. Uh, myself and Dr. Glashen went with the Young Cucks. Sal, who are your worst non-WWE tag team? Uh, the Ash Boys. Because fuck enough. that noise. Adam. Nah, that was a poem. <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks for being shitty, petty, yes. egomaniacs. Jason. Uh, if you ruled out everybody for being a shitty, petty, egomaniac, you'd have very few people in the wrestling business. But, yes, but they're uh, VPs of this company. <laughs> um, I also went with the Ass Boys because they were the only company, I, they were the only team I could think of that managed to draw less money than Donald Trump paid in Texas. Oh, and he paid zero one of those years. Uh, <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> All right. Best booked WWE NXT title. Jason, go. This one I had a hard time with. I really did. Um, I ended up going with the NXT North American title because I feel like it's the one where every match for the title feels special and feels important. Um, Carmelo did a great job of making that title feel special when he had it. I thought the ladder match to crown Wesley was great. Um, So all things considered, that's the one I went with. See, 
And it was the title that actually had some movement. I think that was the biggest problem this year, is very little of the WWE titles had any yeah. movement. The tag titles stayed for the entire year. The Universal titles pretty much stayed for the whole year. Um, so it's hard for a title to be booked well if it never moves. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, um, myself, Dr. Glashen, and Jackson, and Bruno all went with the UU Championship. Because I, I do still feel like a lot of the challengers for it were exceptional. I thought that the feuds were booked around and good. The North American title, I would put as a, as a very close second, but it does still have that Black Martha of the Solo Sokoa run. Um, so, that's... Uh, Can you call it Well, that, that's, what, uh, that's kind of the point. Okay, but... But if you're going to give me that, then I'm going to give you the what is how good can a title be booked if it's preordained before every match, no matter how good the match is, how it's going to end. So I didn't always. I mean, there hasn't been a single match this year featuring Roman Reigns where I ever had any reason to believe Roman Reigns was not sure. winning. Other than Clash the Castle. Sure. And he, he yeah. still won. So for me, that's it. The enjoyment, and I mentioned it earlier, the enjoyment of a title match for me is to be able to believe that there is the potential of a title change, and if that's never the case for me, it's hard to get into those matches. Fair enough. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, said the U.S. title. Uh, Jordan went with the Intercontinental Championship. Adam, who'd you go? Or what title did you go with? Uh, I also went with the UWU Championship, because uh, in my opinion, when it's defended, it feels important. Uh, you know, Could this finally be the moment when the Tribal Chief is dethroned? Um, sure, that, to Jason's point, there have been matches where you knew in a million years it wasn't happening. But I know that I personally have bitten on a few false mm-hmm. finishes over the past 12 months uh, that thought maybe they were doing the thing. And, um, yeah, that's what All I meant. Right. So? Uh, the UU Championship is a great uh, choice because it's definitely the strongest title. Um, but I went with same as Jason. I went with the North American Championship. To me, Carmelo made that feel like the A Championship. It wasn't even a gimmick. It was real. Um, I love the ladder match where Leslie won it. Uh, Wesley. Um, and Wesley Blake? I, <laughs> I think the solo thing doesn't hurt it as much as some people might think because it's just it was a way for them to, to kind of tie up that, that story end and then move on and now he's part of the bloodline and and we're kind of like off to the races with that more so than that it was also a way to promote nxt on the main roster too put the belt up there defend it on the show and Mm -hmm. then you know get people to go see it new day have the nxt titles right now our best booked non-wwe title so uh this is pile of trash from what i watched this year but I went with the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, obviously, the acclaimed have done a great job with it since they won it. Um, but at least that title, you know, I, I, I tend to, I've enjoyed a lot of the the championship matches for that title this year. So I went with that. Adam. Uh, I think the only obvious answer is the. Oops, sorry. Uh, is the AEW? <laughs> I'm kidding. I got right. Jason. <laughs> I tried desperately to think of an AEW title match that I could really 
uh, an AEW title that I could really put in here. Um, and I failed miserably to come up with an answer because I don't feel like any of them were booked particularly well. Um, so what I'm going to go with is the title that I've seen the most otherwise and actually seen storylines built for and paid off on, which is the Impact World Championship. Uh, Moose started the year with a strong run defeating uh, guys like W. Morrissey, Heath, um, and then finally they paid off the long-term storyline of Josh Alexander beating Moose for the title. And since then, Josh Alexander has gone on to have a very impressive run defeating Eric Young. Uh, he's defeated uh, Jacob Fatu, who's a big name in uh, at Ric Flair's last match, a big name in MLW. Uh, he had a really great match with Alex Shelley, uh, defeated Bobby Fish on TV, had a fantastic banger with Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I mentioned the match with Mike Bailey, and now he's setting up for – he also had an Eddie Edwards uh, program in there. Uh, and now they're setting up a really – what's been a compelling feud between – and done well to make feel very personal between himself and Bully Ray. So, uh, for me, it's the title that I've enjoyed watching most outside of WWE. All right. Um, Bruno went with the IW. He's the, the thing. Sorry, the thing. The thing about the AEW titles is every single pay per view prediction episode we've had on this this year, on, on, not just this year, for AEW, it's always been. Okay, and this is the moment where so and so takes this belt from so and so. Even more so than that, for me, is the fact that a the title had an interim title over the course. Of the yeah. Um, secondly, you look at the missteps that occurred with that title over the year. From we talked about not putting the title on Danielson when you had the opportunity to. We talked about putting taking it off of Hangman Page, putting it on CM Punk. We talked. I mean, we, not just we, not. We, um, I'm saying, we didn't even I'm really touch AEW upon heavyweight championship, but all the belts in that right. company. But we didn't yeah. even touch upon for the AEW heavyweight championship the hot potato with Moxley and Punk, where Moxley mm-hmm. beat him in 30 seconds, and then you know they came back and Punk beat him, and then he dropped the title, and then Moxley won it back. It, just, it was not booked well at all. So, so we're <clears throat> we're not there yet. That's our next topics, but um, yeah, like like you said, the the issue with the AEW titles has been so many interim champions that I think that that dilutes the title reigns as a whole. But also, pretty much every single one of their titles, there's been at least one person that you can sit there, or one team that you can sit there and go, why aren't those guys getting a shot? You know, you you we constantly talk about FTR not getting a shot at the take belts. You know, you talk about Danielson not getting a shot at the AEW World Championship. You know, um, any. Well, I mean, FTR got their title shots. Danielson had several with Hangman Page. So I mean, it, it that's happened, but they've made the right. right choices in those yeah. matches. So, see, that's why I went with the tag titles because they were the one titles this year that didn't have an interim champion. I'll give it time. <laughs> no, but they did have yeah, Swerve in the glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. To, uh, the point that I was that I was trying to make is, you, you know, with the with the heavyweight championship, you, you as you go along in the year, as we predict the pay per views, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this is where, this is obviously where Hangman wins the title. Oh, this is where CM Punk mm-hmm. wins the title. All right, uh, Jackson did go with the AW World Championship though. Uh, Jordan went with the IWGP World Championship. So did Bruno Tomas. Uh, Dr. Glasson went with the ROH Tag Titles. Um, and I went with the Impact Knockouts world title. 
specifically Mickey James and them trying to make Tasha Steeles a bigger star within it too by having her have a title reign for a little bit. That takes us to our worst booked WWE NXT title. And Bruno, in stark contrast of you, went with the NXT North American Championship. Um, well, Bruno's off that's fine. Wrong, so that's fine. Uh, Dr. Glashen and Jord went with the women's tag titles. Okay. Can't deny that. Smathers actually says the Universal Heavyweight Championship as his worst one. And then myself and Jackson both went with the 24 7 title. Sal, what you got? 24 7 title is a great choice. Um, but. It is. I did have to go. I did have to go with the women's tag belts. Um, you had an opportunity after so and so and so and so left to really do something with those titles, and instead they've pretty much fucked it up every chance they've got. So I don't know if that was by design. I don't know if it was because at the time there was kind of a power transition. Um, and you can say, hey, it's on damage control now, but damage control's also already lost the belts twice, so I don't care about those titles. Adam? 100% the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Meaningless title changes, the champions quitting, the wrong team winning the tournament. It's just been a clusterfuck. Yep. Raquel and Aaliyah. <laughs> I forgot about them. <laughs> well, because it's been very forgettable. Well, we, uh, <laughs> we never forget about Aaliyah here. Uh, Jason. <laughs> there it is. So for me, well, I don't disagree with anything that's at the twenty-four seven title and the women's title. Me a low-hanging fruit because they've always been booked poorly. They've never been booked well. Um, that's why I went with the uh, Universal World Heavyweight Championship for many of the reasons I stated earlier. Um, again, this isn't the match quality for those titles. This is how it is booked. And when it's booked to be on the same person for an entire year, such that you never have any expectation that that title is going to change, that's not good booking for me. That's transparent and obvious and ruining, taking away any suspension of disbelief I can have. You've told me, basically, Roman ain't losing his belt to WrestleMania, so I have no interest in that belt to WrestleMania. And to to Jason's point, they doubled down. They combined both titles. So not only, I mean, that's what we did last year with Roman. He was Universal Champ the whole year, but now this year he's also the WWE Champ. So we don't get a World Champion on either show. Right. No title changes the entire year. Two years in the case of one belt. It's just it's too much. And I love Roman, and I, I think I probably would have less of an issue if they hadn't merged the titles and they weren't originally going to do that, and they threw that in to make the Lesnar match feel more important in Mania. And then they basically booked themselves into a corner that they couldn't logically get out of. Even though there were ways to do it, they just never did. And now we're just sitting here waiting. Like, okay, now well, Royal Rumble's going to happen. You know, whatever those elimination chambers after that is going to happen in Montreal. And we know nothing's going to happen at those pay per views with the world title. So it just ruins my enjoyment of it. Worst booked non WWE title. Uh, myself <clears throat> and Bruno. Jordan went with AEW's world title. Dr. Glashan went with AEW's all of them. Uh, a shit sh- <laughs> <laughs> He says it's a shit show I can't give a fuck about. Uh, Jason. 
Uh, I also went with the AEW Championship. I think I've already sort of mm-hmm. gone through my reasoning for that. So many missed opportunities, choices made, uh, and any time that title involves the word interim is a mistake and takes away from the championship yep. in general. We talked about years ago in NXT when um, Asuka left without sort of creating the next person um, and Ember Moon sort of won the title from three people, none of whom were the champion, how her reign immediately felt less than because she didn't beat the former champ. Throw the same thing when you got interim champions. Just it doesn't they feel less than and the belt feels less important and takes away from the value, which you should never do with your heavyweight title. Adam. So. Uh I I said if I have to pick just one, uh I went with the T B S championship. Because oh, who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> it's to, it's it's Jason's point about the Universal Championship. You, it's it's it only exists to to accentuate this winning streak that Jade yeah. Cargill has. So who who gives a fuck? Only uh, only been one champion, so yeah. you know the lineage is short. So. Um, I went with the AEW World Championship because, above all else, they had two separate opportunities to fix their problem. <laughs> two separate times that that they had to remove the belt from CM Punk. And both times, they were like, no, we're just going to do exactly what yep. we've been doing. What? So, just- <laughs> so to... To the chat, Smathers uh, talks about the Universal title. Uh, much like we talked about, too predictable. But then he says he doesn't think Cody can realistically challenge Reigns, so who could take the title off of him? I disagree. I think Cody is a guy that could, because first off, we've talked a, a couple times on the show how Cody has the ability to create some motion around matches, really unlike anybody else at this point. Um, but add to that that we've already gone into the story about his dad never being able to win the big one, and he wants to bring back the Winged Eagle, which would be fantastic, especially given that he was the one that brought back the classic IC title <laughs> years title, ago. Yep. Um, so there's a, there's a little full circle there. Um, so I, to me, Cody is the guy. Cody is, and, and size wise, Cody can stand in there with Roman Reigns. I mean, people don't realize that Cody's a bigger dude. Um, so I, I think legitimately, it passes the eye test. It passes the smell test. I think that's the guy. Or at least it should be the guy to take the title off of him. For sure. Yeah. You have to wonder where we'd be if Cody had yeah. surgery. I think we. Uh, you got to wonder if that was the plan, though, was to have him win at the next year's WrestleMania, so that Cody would have been doing other things and been not around Roman for the past few months. To, to Jason's point from earlier, I think they really had a shot with Drew. But you can't go back to that now. No. That's ice cold. No, yeah, no. You can't go to Lashley. Uh, the only one. Well, Lashley and Reigns, you could go to. We haven't seen that. That would be something. We've started different. Survivor Series that year, and yeah, granted, but... it was a Survivor Series match. But right. Um, the only one I could think of that really could push for for a WrestleMania title match would be Seth. If they did it right, if they told that story, but. We'll say. I think it's Cody. I think Cody is, is the <laughs> odds-on favorite. Well done in the chat. There was an Andre Chase joke nice. in the chat. So. Nice. Uh, best Booker. Uh, this wasn't on my list. <laughs> wasn't on mine either. So Bruno, Doctor Gleshen, 
And Smathers, I'll say Triple H. George says Guido. Uh, I said Shawn Michaels. Jason. I'd love to say Shawn Michaels, but there's too much still nonsensical stuff in NXT for me. Um, but I will say I've been impressed with the job Triple H has done. I'll give him credit. I'm excited to see where he goes with a full year to sort of write his own story, uh, write his own Mania to Mania story, and which he hasn't done yet because Vince was still there at Mania. Um, so Literally forward, winning yeah. matches. Right, exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing Hunter's first real Mania to Mania story arc, which won't start until after this right. Mania. So we'll see. Adam. You know, I'd say Triple H, but the way he buried off <laughs> the field, <I> <laughs> killed his yeah, career. Poor guy. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a it's a tough decision between between Hunter and Sean, but I think I, I think I got to lean Hunter on this one. So. First time Hunter's ever beaten Sean at anything. Yeah, Hunter. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's beaten Sean. He's I didn't mean marrying the boss's daughter. <laughs> oh. Uh, war. Sure. Just, just for clarification, was that a DX circle jerk joke? That was that indeed. Was? He's by a lot of things. <laughs> with X Pac as the pivot yes. man, I assume. Worst Booker. Jordan, myself, both said Tony Khan. Is there any? Is there any doubt on this? Is there anybody other than Tony? Bruno Tomas says Tony piece of shit Khan. Doctor Glashen says Tony, please let me suck your dick, Mister Meltzer Khan. And Smathers went with Vince McMahon. Okay, that's I assume all the rest of us go with Tony Khan. Yeah, and, and him. The thing with the thing with him is that. There are so many opportunities where he doesn't have to yeah. do that, but he continues to yeah, make right. the wrong choices over and over again, and he continues to try to placate the wrestling media and the wrestling fans and convince them of how great he is, because as I said from the beginning, this guy is nothing more than a money mark looking to get himself over and be the cool kid because he got his head, he got the fucking swirlies mm. in high school. So here we are. Is Elon Musk the Tony Khan of Twitter? Might be. That's yes. a fair comparison. Yes. You mean tweeting about himself when he's trying to diss other people? Yes. <laughs> uh, male, WWE NXT Worker of the Year. Jason. I mean, Roman Reigns is such a fucking obvious choice here. Um, every match was a banger, but I can't do that. No, that I, to, was me, to me, Sami Zayn has stolen the fucking award this year. His performances—it's it, more even outside the ring. But uh, I guess if we're going worker, you have to say Roman for the work. But Sami Zayn has been the, the character of the year by far. I agree with you, Doctor Glashen and Jordan. Also agree with you on that on Sami Zayn, Adam. Uh, Sammy's been a very good choice. I went with Austin Theory. Um, going from Vince's pet, which is a gimmick that has no. never worked. He stole uh, the golden egg, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't watching at that point. Uh, <laughs> to getting absolutely buried by cashing in the money in the bank for a secondary championship and losing. Uh, and then comes back an absolute badass, wins the United States Championship. And, uh, is... Did you catch his promo battle with Seth this week? 
I haven't watched anything this week. The first time he stood in the ring with a main event promo guy and looked like he could hold his own. He did a great job, actually. So, Common denominator in a lot of these best of WWEs is my performer of the year, a man who's done it in ring, he's done it on the mic, he's done it in character. He has been a joy to watch, and that is something to be said considering the year he held the Universal title, it was shit. And that is Seth freaking Rollins. Bruno and Smethers agree with you on that. <laughs> and Jackson with Roman Reigns. That takes us to our female WWE NXT Worker of the Year. Oh, uh, Bruno, myself, Jordan, and Jackson all went with Bianca Belair. And Smethers and Dr. Glashen went with Rhea Ripley. Sal, who you got? I got Bianca. I understand that the matches with Bailey didn't exactly set the world on fire but i thought that no matter what they gave bianca this year she stepped up to the plate and she's always uh doing everything she can to put on good matches she works fucking hard um and she's been the top of the the mountain for the better part of the year fair fair adam I went uh, with Mandy Rose on this one. Um, she's the into NXT Women's Champion basically the entire calendar year up until last week. Um, I, I, in my opinion, her, her title reign never got stale, never got tired. Uh, toxic Attraction was the dominant force, and, and I feel like she basically reinvented herself through her time in NXT. So, Plus that ass. That's very true. Jason. I just want to point out who was on the Mandy Rose train well before any of you motherfuckers jumped on there. But anyway, um, yeah, for me, look, I I was not a huge fan of this person in NXT, but they have absolutely elevated their stock. Uh, Bianca Belair. I mean, she's basically main evented to all for all intents and purposes, main evented two WrestleManias in a row, had the best match on her night of WrestleMania two years in a row, um, and just dominated the women's division basically for the better part of a year so it's hard to really go with anybody else at this point all right yeah i definitely i definitely am in, in the same in the same position having having posted in uh in in a facebook group that i'm in that i just don't get bianca belair back when she was in nxt and being uh summarily uh sacked for such comments but um yeah, no, she's she's absolutely coming to her own. How do you feel about death matches, pussy? <laughs> I believe you mean cuck faggot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying that though. So there you go. Feel free to use the beep when you do the editing. Yeah, I probably won't. I don't do that much editing. I can, I can say. Uh, male non WWE worker of the year. Bruno went with Okada. Jordan went with the Will Ocean Spray. Jackson went with the Wang Man. Uh, Dr. Glashman went with MJF. And I went with Matt Cardona. Adam, who's your non WWE male worker there? Kind of surprised. I thought you hated Matt Cardona. I hated Zack Ryder. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matt Cardona uh, from, did a lot yeah, of he's done great. Yeah, he's done great. In in AEW, it's been the year of MJF. 
call it long-term storytelling if you want, but AEW's goal this year was getting the world title on Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Certainly had some missteps getting there, though both planned and otherwise, but the, the crowning was achieved, and now he's a bigger jackass than ever before. Fair enough. Sal? I know his second half of the year hasn't gone so well, but we started the year with Hangman Adam Page as the world champion, and I have enjoyed everything he's done this year, and he continues to impress me, and I think it's only going to get better for Hangman, uh, despite where he works in the next few years, but he's only going to get better, and I think he was the performer of the year. Jason? Uh, I knew I was going to be the only one with the selection, so I'll, I'll own it. But uh, Josh Alexander, if you like I said before, if you're not watching what he's doing in Impact, you're missing out. This guy is a phenomenal talent. He has he's one of those rare talents that has the ability to make everything feel legitimate and real, uh, both in the ring and in his storylines. Uh, he's got that sort of charisma that you you care for him on a personal level when you watch him perform. Uh, with the way he tells his stories, particularly with his wife and his kid being attacked by Bully Ray, especially felt like uh, something you could relate to. Um, but uh, especially that guy at the Ring of Honor show that Bully Ray threatened to kill. He could probably really relate to it. Um, but no, the guy is just absolute world-class performer in the ring. He looks the part of a world champion, and his his character work has been great too and i'm hoping at some point we get to see him on a slightly bigger stage but he's absolutely killing an impact so one of the one of the few people that actually makes the uh wrestling headgear look badass because <laughs> it's typically not <laughs> um that brings us to female non-wwe worker of the year and jackson went with jamie hater jord went with siri uh, Professor Bruno Tomas went with anyone from Stardom, and I went with Kyrie. Jason, who you got? Uh, similar to my last pick, I'm going to Impact because Jordan Grace has absolutely killed it in Impact. Her series with Masha Slamovich was great. Her run through Diana Perrazzo and then and Chelsea Green was great. Uh, and she's the one that's stepped up, and she's they're setting up for her versus Mickey James. Uh, if Mickey loses, she has to retire. Title versus career. Uh, I wonder how that'll happen. She's been, she has been an absolute star. Um, I think Troy and I have sort of always been on the Jordan mm-hmm. Grace train, but this year she has legitimately become an absolute force in the world of professional sure. wrestling. And we we did hear that WWE was possibly looking at her. So, well, they just signed her husband. So <laughs> yeah, right. She's probably gonna be sticking around for a while. Impact signed mm-hmm. her husband, not yeah. WWE. Uh, Adam, um, this was a tough one because the AEW women's division is a goddamn dumpster fire. But um, so Adam yeah. selected the bunny, Jamie Hayter, sure. I guess. Sal. It is a dumpster fire, but Sal picked the still employed. <laughs> but I think Jamie Hayter has been a shining beacon of light. In fact, that match against Sheeta uh, this past Wednesday night on Dynamite was really fucking good. And it's about time that it only took three fucking years, but it's about time we have a really good women's match in AEW. Fair enough. Her match with Tony Storm was really good too, actually. Sure. And we end. The runnies, as we do every year, with choosing who we think is going to be the next big stars 
Starting. Are we not doing? We're we not doing the worsts. Yeah, we didn't do worst. worst. What? Uh, performer. Worst male, worst female, worst non-WB male. You just oh. did the best. Well, they weren't on yeah. my thing. So nobody else has any picks. But worst WWE male of the year. Worst WWE male of the year. Scripts. <laughs> Agreed. That's what I have to. That's. Uh, I also agree, but I called him Reggie. True. But yeah. yeah. I wrote 24-7 champion, 24-7 chaser, lovesick puppy dog, newlywed, divorcee, script. Fuck this guy. (laughs) Uh, I don't think any of us could sum it up any better than that. Worst female. Worst worst female in WWE, most likely Tamina or Natalia. See, I went Lacey Evans because here's she got repackaged, then the repackage didn't work, so then they kicked her off TV again. Then they brought her back for some fucking it was a gauntlet mm. match, and then that didn't work, so then they kicked her off again. Now she's gone again. Now she's getting repackaged again, and she's in fucking yeah. boot camp. So hey, hey, she's back to basics. Yeah. Right. Or maybe she's just a basic bitch. Mm. Two words. Lash. So I thought about that. However, as much as I hate to admit it, as much as it pains me to admit it, Lashley, Troy actually brought this up at one point, too. She has improved. She is clearly putting in effort to get better. And a lot of these NXT girls uh, didn't start off great, but they've clearly been putting in the work and they're clearly doing well at the Performance Center and starting to show in the ring. That's why I couldn't pick Dana Brooke, because she has actually improved this year. She's still not good. But she's better. <laughs> Sal? <laughs> you know who hasn't improved? Somebody who's gotten worse every fucking year, and that would be Natalia. Um, she needs to stop. She should just be a coach. I feel like and we've just, seen less of her this year than yeah, the other Yeah, for year. sure. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't mean she wasn't worse yeah. every time we saw her. <laughs> um, Alright, so worst non-WWE male... I think so. I think Troy and I are going to agree on this one. It's fucking pockets. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Now, see, and here's the thing. I think we disagree <laughs> for different reasons. I was a fan of Orange Cassidy when he came into AEW. I, I had seen him on the Indies. I was a fan of his stuff there. Um, I found it amusing. It was it was to his credit something original that I hadn't seen in the wrestling business before, which is hard to do. Um, which is why I think it struck on, struck a chord and caught on. However, in three fucking years, there has been no evolution. It's the same yeah. fucking thing for three fucking years. There's, if you show me this character, because the guy can work. That's the fucking crazy mm-hmm. thing. You watch his match with Osprey, and you see that this guy can really fucking go in the ring when he's when when he's given the opportunity to do so. The problem is that character holds him back, and until he does something where he's going to change that character, he's now just sort of in the same area he's going to be in for yeah. the rest of his career. I would uh, I would put Dan Housen as a close behind on that too, simply because of the character too. It's it's the same stupid shit, and it's not fucking funny. He's behind he's... Housen. <laughs> oh goodness. Um... I think if I had to choose, I think it's got to be Miro. No, wait, uh, Andrade. No, uh, Matt Hardy. No, uh, Adam. Pa- wait, Mojo. Uh, 
Okay, every male on the AEW roster who's not in the Elite and not Tony Khan's Flavor of the Month. So Action Andretti should have been your top pick for the year, right? No, because he's Flavor of the Month. That's why I said top. <laughs> okay, Sailed. got it, got it. He strikes me as a oh, ball. I, um, I, I'd love to know you call me then. <laughs> last year who had this on their bingo card. Uh, my worst non-WWE performer of the year is CM Punk. Um, you have no idea how much enjoy- I'm enjoying you having to finally admit this. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not finally, though, because I didn't mind him in 2021. But in 2022, um, he couldn't perform in the ring he broke almost every bone in his body when he tried uh god knows the buckshot larry will haunt him forever because he can't fucking do it and then every backstage bullshit thing that he pulled it was just like it was sickening uh i had one honorable mention that adam will probably hate me for uh and that is hook and again, not necessarily for his in-ring performances being awful, but the whole 120-pound Goldberg fucking booking hurts him, too. <laughs> he should be sort of fighting from underneath and not looking more dominant than the fucking world champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he said with all the enthusiasm, a wet fart. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, worst female is the other one that I missed, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Worst non. All right, Jade Jade Cargo. No, 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 it's not. Can Come I on. go? Sure. Marina Shafir. Fair. Yep. Four words. Four words. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And, and and that's the thing. That's the reason it's her. It's because. Not only are the promos atrocious, the in-ring is awful as well. Right. And I could give her a little leniency. This is a woman who spent five years in the performance center and still looks mm. like that. And bangs Roddy Strong, which proves that wrestling talent is not sexually transmitted. So, we've yeah, it's Marina Shafir. What's up? Bella. Listen, we've done that for years, though. Look at Nikki yes. Bella. Fair. Look Bree Bella for that matter. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... I try not to. Uh, next big male star, Jason. Okay, so before I read that you would put caveats on the website, I had actually picked Carmelo Hayes because so um, <laughs> to, me, to me, as as big a star as he is in NXT, he's he's set at some point during 2023 to become a worldwide star on sure. the main roster. Um, but but now seeing that you would put that caveat there, I'm going to go and throw a little love to another guy that I know pretty well and say that we're getting closer, I feel, to a Josh Briggs solo run and breakout. Um, watching him this week, they're getting thrown. He, he's looking like a monster again. He's throwing moonsaults. He's doing all the shit that I remember Josh doing before he got hurt. Um, and I am hoping that this is a precursor to getting him out on his own and letting him, letting the world see what we've already Adam and I have already seen and Sal too uh, that this guy can do when he's on his own. I was wearing my Josh Briggs shirt just the other day. There you go. Um, Odds are he doesn't like you, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Uh, 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 Jason knows. Being in the New England scene, there's so many fucking names. 
that you could choose from. But uh, we just had someone who uh, uh, had a shot, lost a shot, uh, and then turned that into a whole other thing. And I'm going to go Anthony Green, just signed with Impact. Um, And I I think he's poised to finally get uh, what he deserves. Um, unfortunately, dude, there's another local, if I'm going locally, there's another, uh, tag team that I would have loved to put in there, but due to an injury, uh, but Waves and Curls is a team sure, to keep an eye sure, on. Sure, sure, So. So. Uh, well, I did go with Carmelo Hayes. As Jason said, I think this dude in 2023 is going to be a worldwide megastar, uh, on Raw or SmackDown. Right. Um, other than, than that, there was um, a gentleman, and I apologize, his name eludes me. Adam, he was the world champion on the Big Burger. No, he was the world champion on a show that I came to see this year on one of your um, local shows in Salem, maybe, or Peabody. I forget which promotion. It was not APW. Good evening, Peabody! Um, That's a joke only Adam and I get, but go ahead. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about, Adam? It was the show where they oh, went through the tables right it, after Scott Hall AJP? Died. You talking about Mike Montero? What was his nickname? What's his the uh, Ace? Ace Yes. He's got a million and a half nicknames. Yeah. He, he was really, really good. I can see that he's breaking out to a national to a national stage. I first saw him as part of a tag team. Remember the tag team, Adam? No, I don't think I've ever oh, seen him wow. as part of a tag okay. team. Yeah. He came up as part of a tag team with, uh, oh, God. Oh, I feel like an asshole. I'm blanking on Mike the other. Smash. Mike Montero and uh, shit. I'm blanking on the other guy. I think we're tired. Um, but, yeah, no, Montero's great. He needs to put on a little more size, I think. But um, but he's got all the tools I think, to, to become a national star. He needs a little more size. But that's something that can mm-hmm. come to. Uh, Jackson went with Carmelo. Uh, George went with Charles Crowley. Uh, Smathers went with Butch. Bruno went with someone with a dick. And I went with Trick Williams. I thought about putting Trick on there. I did, but oh, I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. I, I, he's approved for sure, but I'm not quite sure I'm there right. entirely yet. Next big female star. Uh, myself and Jackson both went with Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Jord went with Lizzie Evo. Uh, Smathers went with Mercedes. I'm assuming that's a joke. Um, Bruno went with somebody with a pussy. Thank you, Bruno. And Dr. Glashen went with Tar Lee, an Australian worker who was also a friend of his. So... Uh, again, this person I think is going to make a huge impact on the worldwide stage, and that is Gigi Bunt. She's going to break away from JC Jane, and she's going to be a superstar in 2023. Fair enough. Adam? Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, an NXT newcomer, uh, but someone I'm familiar with from the NXT UK days, uh, the woman now known as uh, Lyra Valkyria. Uh, or Lyra, however they pronounce uh, that first name. Thought you were going to say Isla Dawn. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fuck yourself. And Jason. 
first, to Sal's point, um, I am a big fan of Gigi Dolan and all that cake. Um, but at the same time, I have there's a reason she was the member of Toxic Attraction that talked the least. So until she gets that promo ability down, I don't know that that breakout is going to happen. We'll see. I, I hope you're right. But um, for me, I went with somebody who I think already has the mic skills, and I think their in-ring is improving. Um, their character work is great, and they have that quantifiable it factor that the audience connects to them regardless. Um, and that was Fallon Henley. Um, I think she is poised at some point next year to really break out in that women's I was, division. I was debating. Well, so I, I put her, well. and then I realized that Troy had put her on the website as an example, and I'm like, well, I don't want to end up going with the example. <laughs> um, so if I'm picking a second one, I would say it wouldn't shock me at all if Cora Jade is a megastar on the main roster at some point before See, the end I of the year. I was going to pick Cora Jade. I was really going to, Fair but enough. yeah, she's great, too. All right, that does it. That is everything we've got here. Okay. So, I think we have one more. Oh boy, what is it? <laughs> we have favorite rundown. You told me not to do that. <laughs> it was on the poll. And then yeah. you told me not to do it, so I didn't. I think it was. Wasn't it's it on not the on website? the website. No, you told me not to put it on the website. You said there's only four of us, yeah, so well, we don't have to do our own. Well, we can do our own. I didn't say that. I didn't even read the list until I started filling it out two days ago. I think it was me. <laughs> um, I just wanted I wanted to do it because I wanted to take the opportunity, and I, I love all you guys. This is uh, – I've said it before. This is sort of mentally therapeutic for me to sit down with you guys every week and talk wrestling or as, as many weeks as I can. Um, but I wanted to give a special shout-out because this year has been tough for all of us. There's been a ton of shit going on. And one person has really stepped up and week in, week out has made every effort to be the consistent one who is here, regardless of what the rest of us had going on. Uh, so I want to give a special shout out to Sal. Appreciate you this year. Great job. And uh, thank you. Me? <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, so now I feel bad about the person I picked because <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> favorite rundown host. I mean, this Sal, this, Sal didn't pick Jason. We know that much. <laughs> this this host doesn't make an appearance all the time. This host very rarely makes an appearance, but it made an appearance tonight. I was so happy. And that is Adam's cat's butthole. So that is my favorite rundown host. Very much so. Can I still vote yeah. for Lisa? Sure. Okay. Yeah, they did one, at least one episode of Swap Magic this year. I missed that <laughs> show. I do too. Now they can review Barmageddon. No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> well, this podcast yeah, is it's still, still a thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, nobody listened to it. <laughs> nobody listened to it before. That's why they listened yeah. to Swap Magic to find out what was going on. Awesome. Well, thank all four of you. Jason. Troy, you Jason, get, Jason gets his vote from uh, Jason gets his vote from Smatters in the Twitch chat. Oh, sweet. Well, oh, I'm from his own kid too. I'm not you. You can read. You can read the yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's all you guys. I got. I mean, we, I, I don't. I don't do this unless you guys are doing it with me. So, I appreciate you. Yeah, this whole thing doesn't work without the whole team. That's that's a, you know, fair. That's a great point. We should all yeah. point that out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No. In all, in all seriousness, I, 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 I've, 
floated the idea in the host thread of, of eliminating this this category this year because there was no there was no way that that I could pick yeah. just one because it is it is a unit it is it is all of us working together even even on the weeks that that you know we can't all be here which is mm-hmm. most of them and uh, that's on me but uh, it's just it like Jason said this is the you you get to take a break from all the other bullshit and just hang out with your friends and talk about wrestling which is something we usually yeah. enjoy hopefully but or so yeah, it's been, it's, but yeah, it's been better. certainly yeah. so awesome well thank you to everybody who uh, took time to make their picks thank you for everybody who's listening to this and of course thank you to Sal Jason and Adam for being here tonight too and for being a part of this podcast thank you and thank you and uh, can I just real quick I uh, just want to take a second I think on behalf of everybody you guys don't understand how cool it is for us. Like we sit here and we we bullshit. Like Adam said, we love just sitting here talking to our friends about wrestling. But to know that there are people out there that actually listen to us, that actually are interested in what we think about this shit, is incredibly humbling. And we really appreciate every single one of you. Uh, whether it's you know five thousand people, fifty doesn't matter. Uh, we appreciate each and every person that, that hits that subscribe button, gives us a listen, comments in our Twitch or feedback. You know, for the last time for the last time in 2022 we will run your ass down next week. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. 
Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.